Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
a song. What a song. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. Oh, my God, guys. I am back. I am feeling better than ever before, fully refreshed, fully rejuvenated. I mean, I feel like a brand new person. What a time to be alive. We got so many exciting things to look forward to. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, um, it's, it's a it, – things, things are uh, looking up uh, for Trump and, and our party. And, uh, you know, I mean, you just wait. Uh, but anyways, guys, it's been, it's been about a month. I've been on a hiatus. Um, you know, obviously, the news and so many other things uh, were getting overwhelming. They were becoming too much and a huge distraction uh, in my life. And uh, I just uh, saw things getting stale, and I just kind of had to uh, step away and uh, kind of regroup and reflect and, you know, get a whole new perspective on various things. And you know what? I'll tell you, uh, it feels good to have uh, a cleared uh, mind at this point. Um, Guys, I want to say first and foremost, I want to thank all my guests, my audience, my co-hosts and sponsors. You are all incredible. Uh, The show keeps evolving. I have a lot planned for the future of the Rory Sauter Show. Um, and you know, I'm going to reformat the program in in different ways. I think we're going to get into a lot more different subject matters than just politics. Uh, I want to spice things up. You know, I've always seen this show as a Rush Limbaugh meets a Howard Stern kind of style. So vulgar, you know, in certain ways, but also absolutely factual, you know, with a, with a personality like Limbaugh. So, you know, I I like that because you you guys know who I am. I mean, I'm kind of a crazy, eccentric, you know, out there dude. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, going to change and and I would never change. I love who I am. I mean, I I love that um, I uh, can uh, say and do and speak, you know, my mind uh, and, and am not one of those people that, uh, Stay silent. You know, I, I think it's a gift and, and, a, and a natural beauty when you can literally just have that, those guts, have, have that um, courage to uh, put yourself on the line. And that's exactly what I've done. You know, I, I don't care about backlash. I go into a lot of these scenarios knowing uh, what the outco- outcome could potentially be, whether it's negative, whether it's positive. Um, but yeah, guys, you know, people were wondering, you know, I, I was gone for a month. They were wondering what the hell is going on. This is some of the most important times and, and Rory should be here right now. And, you know, um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I've been dealing with depression, anxiety. You know, I, I think a lot of us have, you know, this year, 2020, I think has been the most depressing year ever in human history and in, in existence. I, I don't think that, uh, anyone could describe how, catastrophic uh this was for people's psychosis for people's mentality for people's you know thankfully not my business but a lot of other people's businesses and you know let's face the facts of the matter the real damage and the real you know um problem in this in this situation 
was from the shutdown. It was not from the virus itself. It never was. This whole virus was all part of the stealing the election ploy. I mean, that, that, that's what, that was their plot. It, it, and, you know, they wanted to point the blame at Trump, and they wanted to, you know, they used every single thing you could think of, impeachment, Ukraine, Russia, you know, um, I mean, I could, I could go on and on. I mean, these people are relentless. I mean, they even tried to go after, they even tried to impeach him for tweets. And the last thing, their last move was destroying the economy. And how did they do that? I mean, think about all these Democrats. Think about all these big politicians that are in bed with all these high-end China officials. These, these people in Washington were absolutely behind it. I don't think there's any denying that. And anybody that does is an, an, an idiot. Um, but guys, yeah, we're going to get into this a lot tonight. Um, yeah, I, Jesus, you know, I, I, you know, I, being out of this routine and being out of this rhythm for so long, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm like, it feels, it feels like, uh, I, I, it was just like yesterday when I got off the air, like everything is so familiar. So, you know, so, um, easy to do that, you know, I'm, I'm all, I'm all, you know, back into it now. But, guys, uh, I hope your weekend went well. I hope it went accordingly. I hope it was productive. Uh, I hope you have a productive uh, and successful week planned. Uh, Take advantage of all your spare time during this pandemic because I'll tell you, you've got a lot of things that you could be utilizing and putting forth that could, you know, uh, make you a lot of money. I mean, there are so many people, and I'm not kidding, a lot of entrepreneurs with – you know, all the tools and outlets and ways they have in today's society. I mean, they're becoming millionaires, you know, creating simple ideas or, or going, you know, online. I'll tell you, everybody's doing everything online. I mean, there's, there's unlimited ways to make money. So capitalize on that. And, you know, I mean, whatever you weren't doing, uh, you know, during your busy, busy, busy times and, and when this pandemic was not a thing, you know, go back to that, you know, go back to your list and, you know, maybe, you know, take up some more of those endeavors or those goals and, you know, really, because, um, you know, we only live once, guys. We only live once. We only have one time here. And I think we need to make the best of it. And I don't think that's uh, up for discussion. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, um, I'm working out everything, you know, with um, expanding. I mean, I, I have a lot. I want to do. I mean, I, I know this business is long term, the Rory Sauter show. So stay, stay tuned, stay posted. Um, I'm just kind of, you know, um, working some deals. So I really want a lot of people to, um, you know, um, just, just, you know, get, you know, as soon as I, as soon as I mention it, though, then you guys will um, understand what's really going on. I'm just, I'm, I, I've been doing a lot. Like I have so much going on every day, but this is, this is something that I'm so passionate about. This is something I want to keep doing and pursuing. And, you know, one day I, I hope to be the best in the industry. And, and I think I, you know, I'm, I'm well on my way. You know, I, I just picked up the mic one day and here I am three years later, almost 300 episodes. I don't know too many people that can get on the air for three hours and improvise and talk and carry on dialogue like I can. I think, I think, you know, that's, you know, but there are quite a few people that can. And uh, I praise a lot of these people that get into this podcasting industry because it's a way to uh, expand your horizons and, and really 
capitalize your life and your brand and your business. And um, this quarantine has had podcasts just skyrocket in terms of new ones that have come on the market. So um, that's pretty cool. Oh, my God, guys. Okay. So I have not been on the air uh, since, geez, before Election Day. I haven't been on the air since October 15th. So, you know, since then, there's been a lot going on. Uh, You know, we can start with the Hunter Biden shit. I mean, you know, we can go into that all day long. To, To me, honestly, I mean, I know he was guilty. I know, you know, there was every single every single bit of evidence you could ever think of on the table. But he's a Democrat. He's protected. He doesn't get held to the same standard. Never will. Imagine if that was one of Trump's kids. It would be headline news. It would be on every single uh, piece of news outlet. You know, and it's mind-boggling. It's frustrating. It's aggravating. I mean, we saw the pictures. We saw the videos. We we heard the leaked recordings. And then they, they, they want to call it a conspiracy theory. They want to call it a conspiracy theory. I mean, give me a break. Are you guys out of your mind? I mean, and, th- and this was supposed to be the October surprise. But it, 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 it's like the media, each channel reported it about one time just to say, you know, if they were ever questioned that they did report it. But they never carried it on like they would with, like, Trump's tax returns. I mean, think about the severity of this situation. If Joe Biden gets in there, and I don't, I don't think he is, you know, we're going to see a lot of voter fraud. We're going to see the lawyer, Trump's lawyers work all this out. Things are going to be overturned. But if Biden got in there, think about how China would own the United States. China is coming right now. They are, they, they are foaming at the mouth. They are getting their hard-ons. I mean, they are, their pussies are getting wet. Excuse my language. But you guys get where I'm going with this. They want Biden more than anything because they will take everything we have. They will take every last bit of our, whatever you want to say, our remains. China knows we're their biggest threat. And if they can conquer that scenario and they can micromanage, and they can dominate, oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, we, we are in dangerous times. And we all know, we all know that Biden's going to get in there. He's going to be physically, mentally incapable within a year. And then you're going to get that smelly, fake black, she's not even black, Indian, Jamela Harris. I call her Smelly Harris. And that husband of hers, He's more corrupt than the goddamn earth, just like his nose. No, but he's an asshole. Doug, that Doug guy, go look up his background. He's quitting his law firm to go work in that administration. Oh, imagine that. Nept- however you pronounce it, Nepto- nepotism. I think that's how you pronounce it. I mean, just enriching your family, you know, out of control. I mean, this should be so illegal. All the loopholes, all the power, all the 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 leniency. I mean, this is not. I don't even want to use the word leniency. I mean, this is 
this is as bad as it gets. I mean, the everyday human would be in jail and prison for 20, 30 years if they did what some of these people do. But going back to Joe Biden and this Hunter thing, I mean, it just goes to show how, how bad our government is. They've been protecting people like Biden for all these years. I mean, this is why they call it a swamp. Built up, built up, built up, built up. And you know why they protect Biden in certain ways? Because they, Biden probably has stuff on them. I mean, you don't. I mean, you don't think that these politicians get dirt on each other and they say, "Well, if you go after me, I'm going to go after you." That's how the game works. And and all the military-industrial complex. You know how many politicians? I mean, I could go on and on about how many politicians have money with people like Biden and stuff. And and that's how Biden gets them in. And not just Biden, Obama. I mean, all these different people. Our founding fathers would be rolling over in their graves. And look at the voter machines. I mean, how how are we not going to talk about this? I mean, you guys really want us to be as dumb as shit and it, with idiot written on our forehead thinking that – I mean, this is what the news is saying. Biden got more votes than Barack Hussein, white mama, Obama. Come on, dude. Are you, you're out of your mind. I don't like Obama, but he was a political phenomenon. He had a fan base. Obama can't even fill up a little high school's cafeteria. He can't even count to four. can't even form a complete sentence. The one thing I will give Obama credit for, he could speak like no other. He was a great speaker, and that's why he got so many people uh, into his little – into his big, actually his big circle – I mean, he, you know, give credit where it's due. I don't like him, never liked him, but he, he's a speaker. He, he's a, he's a, I call him a gamer. He's a gamer. You know, he, he, he's, or a con man, if you want to say con man, that's a better, a better term. But, you know, he still did it. I mean, he went to school his entire life. They polished him uh, to become president. There's books about it. I mean, this, this is not. This is not really a secret, um, but, but getting to this, I mean, there, there's just no way. And, and all these different voting machines, um, the Dominion, uh, some of the investors include the Clinton Foundation, Nancy Pelosi's family, Diane Feinstein. I mean, it, you know, th- and this, this is what it is. I mean, how, how are we not saying election interference? How, how does the media just ignore and turn, their, turn the other way? In this sort of instance, I mean, if this was a Republican, again, I mean, this, 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 they would be all over it. Guys, help me here. I mean, you saw the crowds, you saw the rallies, you saw the people that showed up in places like Pennsylvania, in Michigan, in Nevada, in Arizona, in Wisconsin, for Trump, and they literally were bigger than any Michael Jackson concert or any Beatles concert. They were the size of the Super Bowl, and Biden couldn't even get 50 people or 100 people. So I'm wondering, and I told everybody this. I was right. If you go listen to any of my show the last, you know, couple months, I said, you know, people keep telling me, Hey, Rory, man, Trump's going to win in a landslide. He's going to win. And I even said, I'm not so convinced. I'm not so sure about that. And the one reason why I said all along was because of voter fraud. 
The voter fraud thing was something the Democrats were planning and working on behind the scenes ever since Trump got in there. I mean, they, they were quiet about it, but they were doing this night and day. This was their whole plan. This was their whole uh, – this, this, this is what they were going off of. Because here, here's why they did not do it in 2016, because their pompous, ignorant, uh, arrogant, uh, delusional mindset thought Hillary had it fair and, you know, in the bag. She thought, they, they thought it was a cakewalk for Hillary. They were wrong, which is why they took no chances in 2020. And I saw a video, and I sent this to a bunch of different people. Some people on the line even uh, saw the video that I sent them. But it all makes sense now why this kind of happened. Trump knew all along that voter fraud was going to take place. I mean, how could he not? Look at everything they put him and his family through over the years. I mean, look at everything they put him through. Impeachment, um, you know, death threats, um, you know, fought uh, personal finances. I mean, they did everything, and he and they've cheated over and over, and with with no merit, with no valid reasoning, they have been hostile about getting him out of there. So, so, so you know, Trump wanted them, you know, and and, and you know, we we expect a lot of people, a lot of Trump supporters expected a landslide, but Trump, if that would have happened then Trump would not have been able to expose all of this major voter fraud. He's a la- – for, for right now, for this moment, I want everybody to know this, and I've checked my facts, I've checked my sources. He's allowing these people to commit as much voter fraud you know, right now so they hang more and more. So he, he takes them down and punishes them harder and harder because he, he's playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. His, his top dudes, him and his lawyers, are, are ahead of the game. They're watching these people make a fool of themselves, and then pretty soon we're going to say, ha-ha, gotcha. They're, they're taking a victory lap way too early. And the media went with this narrative because you know why? Most of them know Trump won, but they're doing this because they know in the long run this is going to be reversed and this is going to be you know, called back and Trump is going to win this election, and then they're going to try to say Trump stole it, and then it's going to create a civil war. Use your brain. This is, this is all part of the new world order. This is all part of the mainstream media agenda. I mean, this is not rocket science. This is insane, guys. And, and think about what Trump, every, the media called Trump crazy. Oh, you're not going to do the vaccines. You're not going to do it. Well, look at the magic wand did again. He's got vaccines being delivered within a week or two. He did it again. He, he delivered again when the media said that he was that tried to try to downplay him. You know, this mega march this weekend was quite incredible. I've never seen so many patriots in one place ever. I mean, you talk about a scene and a a piece of, you know, monumental history. I mean, this this was out of this world. um, Incredible. Millions of people showed up from all over the country 
to our capital in D.C. and and you know you know told 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 you know the 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 uh, these politicians and these crooks to you know uh, really wake up and really see the music and really you know. Um, you know, making them realize that they're not going to take our country from us. We're not going to stand for it. We're going to fight till the end. You know, we're not going to let people push us around. We're Americans. We're the toughest country in the entire world. You know, this is Western civilization. This is, you know, the, the toughest people in existence. And we have the strongest ethics. We have the strongest morals. We have we have we have by far the most patriotism. I mean, and I'm just seeing just the unity and the love and just the coming together. And, and notice how none of these people burned down buildings. They weren't looting. They weren't rioting. They weren't going crazy like the Democrats do. These people were peaceful, minding their own business. But guess what happens? Jackass Antifa members come on, barge in and get violent for no reason just because these people are Trump supporters. And you know what? Whatever happened to living in America and expressing your rights and, and having free speech and, you know, having the luxury and the privilege of believing what you want? I mean, we, we have gone so far off. It, it's a scary, scary state of affairs. But everybody, ignore the noise. We're going to win this thing just Hold on. Don't ever forget about the Truman elections. Don't forget about Al Gore. The media called these winners long before. Uh, they called them, you know, way early. And then a month later, we found out there were different winners. I mean, this is, this, this is, and, and, you know, it was just announced that um, Pennsylvania is getting figured out. We're going to win there. Nevada, we're going to win there, according to Trump's lawyers. Arizona is going to be overturned at some point. Um, you know, here's what really bothers me. You've got these big billionaire CEOs that are saying they will intervene if Joe Biden isn't inaugurated by January 20th. So what are you pipsqueaks going to do? What, what are you, you know, what are you beanie wearers going to, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? All you Wall Street, New York, what are you going to do? You walk around like with your little man Napoleon complex syndrome. What are you going to do? Trump is tougher than all of you. And I'm sick of these people making threats. You know, they have too much influence. They have, they have too much, you know, um, power over, over the American people. I mean, just, just the way they act. I mean, they, they treat us like we're peasants. You know, I'm all for capitalism. I love capitalism. But these jerk-offs on Wall Street and in these big, you know, corporations, they've got no love for anyone but themselves. And greed, 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 cynical, cynical, cynical. Break up the monopolies. Break up the cronies. Bailing out all their little buddies and telling the middle-class worker to take a hike. Tired of these people. Pompous scumbags. Um... You know, and here's another thing about the election, and I'm getting to everybody on the panel here in about two minutes. Um, here's another thing about the election, and this should really disturb everybody and really have you puzzled, and this is why we know that this election was fake and a fraud and uh, it's not legitimate, is because 
we we picked up way more seats. Um, I think we picked up yeah a ton more, and all the seats that were flipped by the GOP had to do with women, veterans, or minorities. And the Democrats ate that. They are rolling over in their graves. They don't know how to deal with themselves. I mean, we've made so much improvements. You know, and and Biden, here's another thing about Biden. You know, people are trying to praise Biden for being a good Catholic. Hey, buddy, I was born and raised Catholic. You're an insult to our religion. You're no different than that antichrist scumbag. Um, who's the who's the fruitcake? Uh, the guy, the Vatican guy, the Pope. Oh God, I hate that guy. He is a scum. He is a scum. He does not represent Catholicism. He does not. Re- he's just like Joe Biden. That they're both evil. They're both liberal idiots. And Joe Biden, you believe in abortion at nine months. You're not a Catholic. You'll never be a Catholic. You don't even know what you are, dude. You belong in a nursing home. You don't even know how to think or talk or anything. I mean, at this point, your, your brain's a vegetable, bro. You're an insult to Catholicism. Ever talk about my faith. Don't ever embrace it. Don't ever pretend to be something that you're not, especially when you're dealing with a sensitive, tender subject like that. Because believe it or not, that is the most popular religion in the world. It actually is. Look it up. You're going to offend a lot of people that are pro-life. Majority of people in that religion are pro-life, and there's a lot of people calling you out, but there's those ignorant, you know, um, uneducated Catholics who I don't even consider Catholics that are praising you. I mean, I don't know what's going on here. Um, and Cardinal Dolan even called you out. Cardinal Dolan called you out. One of the biggest name, one of the biggest names in the Catholic Church, among many other leaders who are who are very big in the Catholic Church. Um, and I'm just reading all this stuff, just, you know, Joe Biden's, you know, now promising to raise the U.S. refugees by 800 percent, 800 percent. How are we going to pay for that? I mean, we have our own problems. We just went through an epidemic and about 60 percent, 60 percent of small businesses went under. How the hell are we going to give away all this money to people that come here illegally? What a slap in the face to all the people that are struggling and all the people that are waiting in line. That's not the American way. It's not the American way. And if Biden gets in there, a mandatory lockdown, can you imagine? I mean, we're, we'll never get off lockdown. We'll never go back to normal. Things will never be okay. I mean, this, this is going to be like a Venezuela. This is what they want to turn it into. And, I, and the last thing I'm going to say before I get to everybody on my panel, Democrat, liberal, far-left morons, shut the fuck up about student loan forgiveness. It is not a reality. It's a lie. It's hogwash. It's bunk. Joe Biden is just using a talking point, and it's not free. Your neighbor has to pay to bail you out. How is that fair? Use your brain. You're supposed to, in America, find your own way. You're supposed to capitalize on your own success. You're supposed that, – that, that, that's how things operate in this country. No handouts. No taking other people's money. And that's one of the biggest problems in this country right now, entitlement. 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 Everybody thinks they're owed something. You know, here's a, here's a word of advice, dipshits. How about you stop going and getting worthless degrees and actually go to a trade school where when you come out, you're actually ready to rock and roll and you can actually go into a job and make a good living instead of, you know, 
going around and crying. Saying, oh, I can't find a job. I can't find a job. I can't find a job. I'm in so much student debt. Come on, dude. I mean, this is this is a joke. Seriously. All right, guys. I'm going to U.S. congressional candidate from Florida, Dr. Eric Aglier. How are you, sir? Hey, how's it going, Rory? Hey, good to have. Thank you very much for having me again. Welcome back yeah. again. Thanks, buddy. Good to be back. Yeah, no, very good. Uh, thank you very much again. And, you know, it's, you bring up some very interesting points with everything. I'm going to go ahead and touch on the last one that you just hit with student loans. I've been in education also for 14 years, and there's many ways that people can get a degree, still earn really good money with that degree, and they don't have to pay a lot of student loans. And I know on my website, ericforcongress.com, I have an educational plan for those that are going to go to college or thinking about how they can do their student loans. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, in, it's a very interesting how they will think that people, um, they think that they're owed something, which they're not. I mean, my family, we yeah. came here in 1982 from Honduras, and we didn't expect a handout. We were, came over here to work, worked our butts off, which we did, and we all have degrees. We all earn our way through. We never expected a handout, especially from the government to give it to us. And we right. all work our way through. And I got I earned five degrees and I got a doctorate degree. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't given to me. I earned it. And I went through the proper process. So to go ahead and hear that people are gonna have uh, that this crazy plan of over a one and a half trillion dollars of student loan forgiveness is insane. And it's amazing how people like Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden and some of you have Bernie Sanders that try to do this, and it's not even their own money. I would like for them to actually put their money where their mouth is in a way and actually pay for it out of their own money. See, they will actually do that, Rory. What do you think? I, I, Eric, it's a mess. And, and the fact that the politicians are, are brainwashing, you know, the public about this is, is disgraceful. I mean, they're leading them on because we all know how dumb liberals are. They'll believe anything and anything that you tell them. And it's like they live in their own little alternate universe and nothing you ever say to them. It's never, it never goes through. I mean, if you're a Republican, they just don't listen to facts. And I've always said it's feelings over facts to them. Yes. No, I, I agree. Because even looking at, you know, how they were supposedly celebrating. It's, it's like, you know, Eric, Eric, it's like the feeling. It's like the feel, Eric, it's like the feeling for them. Like they want it and they want to believe it's a reality, but most of them know deep down it's bullshit. It is, because even look at them. And then they pout, they and, then, and, then Eric, and, then they pout and, then, and then they pout like little kids when they don't get their own way. It's like kids in the grocery store that don't get the ice cream that the parents, you know, say no to. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it, it's ridiculous how this, uh, how this thing keeps happening, Rory, and the hypocrisy is criminal when it comes to all this. Because even when they try to have all these crowds, you know, they – the media, they try to call Biden and all this stuff, which I don't think that's even even happening. Look how the crowds that they have. All of a sudden, COVID was gone. They were all in the streets. They were all trying to find excuses of why was it okay for them to be in crowds. In the meantime, President Trump, that had even bigger crowds at his rallies. I know I went to the one in Jacksonville. Uh, all of a sudden, everybody was so bad because they, they weren't practicing social distancing and all this other stuff. And then here they come being hypocrites that of what happened with the crowds and then they want to lock down and, and all these other nonsense, you know, it, it's insane. And the crazy policies that they're trying to implement, which I hardly doubt that 
um, Biden would even take office anyway. I don't think that he will. I, I fully agree with you. They're going to find a lot more election fraud that has been there, and now it's going to be more right. exposed to a, a stronger right. level than now. Yeah. There will have to implement true voting uh, registration. And, you know, and, and the liberals, this is how they find the loophole, because now you look at it. First of all, they want to have people not to show ID, not to vote. You know, that's crazy. That's crazy right. for you to. I mean, we show an ID. Having, we show an ID for everything in life in this country. I mean, why not show it for voter ID? You know. Yeah, because it's the ones that vote are citizens of the United States of America, not just anybody right. that comes here. You have a green card. Yeah. You have a visa. No, you can vote. Right. Just like we can go vote right. in Germany, England, and all these other places. And it's like Democrats no. know that's the only way they can win is if they cheat. If they, the only reason they're opposing vote, voter ID laws is because you know they want to they want to do things the dirty way. Yeah, and, and then they found you know mail-in ballots have been around here in Florida. You could do it with the mail-in ballot, but now they found such a loophole because now they're basically hey they don't have to show ID. You just request this ballot, and then you send it in, and signatures don't have to match and all this other stuff. And that's where they're going to start finding all these discrepancies of how, in the way, mail-in ballot is very much not the best way to go ahead and vote. It's like almost trying to have voting machines or vote electronically. You know, they're trying to do the scamming with the voter electronically, where you know yourself that you can manipulate the technology to increase your votes. In the meantime, you don't know what the oh, yeah. intention of the voters. I'm a firm believer in the yeah, paper like, ballot. I and went to the polling place and, and vote yeah, to show I mean, physically I, I, I could you're voting. Yeah, I mean, right, like right now, I know exactly what you're talking about. If somebody wanted me to build them an app or a machine that skews something, like if somebody selects something and it goes to something else, I could easily do that. That's not hard. I mean, these ballot machines are, are a dime in a dozen. It's just it, – it's, it's amazing how some of them get out there after all the tests they have to go through – and all the different protocols through the government. I mean, but some of these billionaires like Soros have all the pull and they have all the push and the power with the big names and the top officials. It's almost like they're ahead of the government and they, they, put, they get it through. It, it, it's scary stuff. And, I mean, we're looking at all the different evidence of all these different ballots that showed up in trucks after hours, um, ballots getting thrown away, um, postal workers getting arrested at the border, stealing all these different ballots. I mean, what, what's going on, man? I mean, it, it doesn't end. And I, every single thing, I mean, it's different polling places writing in uh, certain ballots uh, that said Trump on them, changing them to Biden. I mean, I could give so many different examples. Yeah, and, you know, they do it in places where they know could get away with it and people are turning a blind eye. And you would have noticed, look what happened in Georgia. All of a sudden, somebody forgot to upload, you know, uh, information about, what is it, 2,800 votes in, in Georgia? You know, that, those mistakes, which will happen, and I don't think it was not done by, it, it was an accident that it wasn't done. It was, some of those things were done on purpose. And this is right. all the election fraud that's happening, happening now. You know, the president, on, this is all being uncovered of how bad it could be for future elections. We all need to pay attention and actually start actually having people go to the polls. People can safely go to the polls. If all those Biden supporters, those Democrats went out, and did that whatever called celebration for it, if they can go out there, they could have went and voted instead of sending their mail-in ballots. So you know that's a lie, that they, that they had all these mail-in ballots. All these miraculous mail-in ballots came out, and they were processed through. Which, you know, you could probably pick off a, 
a mail-in ballot from somebody's mailbox and just fill it in and turn it back in and nobody's going to think any different, will they? You know, it's, it's insane. So I, I think this is a big scandal, a big fraud uh, when it comes to it, and they're going to expose it. So I'm glad that the president has his team on it, his legal team, to go ahead and fight these court battles, and I know that they're going to win. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I just wanted to say that, you know, with this whole election, I mean – it can't get any more obvious what, what they've done. I mean, I, you know, and even I, I think even a lot of Democrats know that this is very fishy, uh, but they don't want to say that because and, and they're trying to tell us, accept the results and move on. Well, listen, assholes, you didn't accept the results for four years. So why the hell do you, should we accept anything? You guys are hypocrites. Very much so. They met this uh, President Trump was the person that has been most investigated in this country, I think, and in our history, even more. And they've been wanting him out of office, out of office, and out of office, even though he was doing great things for America, for everyone, minorities, all Americans, all working class. He's been putting policies and making it stronger and making it better the way it should be run. So I praise him very much every day for everything that he has done. And also all the heat that he has been taking from all the liberals, all the left, because they know that he's doing a great job and they don't want to do the job. So that's why they're, they're coming after him in that sense, which is just wrong. And if you look at it, something makes you think, Rory. Remember how Biden, he put a lid on all this stuff and he just went back into his basement and he really rallied into anything? Now you kind of makes you think that, wait a minute, you had no energy. They didn't do anything, really. And you won? You got you won? Supposedly he won. And he got like over what is it, seventy nine million votes supposedly with no energy like that? Which candidate has ever had no energy and won like that? I mean, not really won really, but basically claimed that he had had that many ballots um casted for him with a mail in ballot with no signature required, no ID required. It's insane. Yeah, here and, in Florida. And, yeah, and, and how and how do here here's the million dollar question, and I think this is on everybody's mind. How does the media backtrack and really explain themselves once they're completely wrong and Trump wins this thing? I mean, they've made every story about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I mean. Really, really picture that right now. Really take that in. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's criminal how the media has been doing a lot of these things. Um, they're they're not even media. They're not even journalists anymore. They're I don't even know what you they're call them stories. really. But they're... it's fictional story. It, it's <laughs> fictional stories. It's like writing a yeah, book. It's that... like writing a book, a fake book to 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 entertain but... people. And look what opinions, it's trying to all do. Opinions, all opinions, all biased opinions. Is. Think about also Thanksgiving. They're trying to crush Thanksgiving for all Americans right now. This is insane. Everybody should be very much upset and should be definitely celebrating the Thanksgiving, how they want to celebrate Thanksgiving. All the, all the fear-mongering that they have that, you know, people are going to die and all this other You know what? If people want to have their Thanksgiving, they have more than a right to have their Thanksgiving that they want to. So don't let nobody stop you from having the Thanksgiving that you want. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, 
Dude, I always love having you with us, man. I'll tell you. Um, stay with us if you can. Tell everybody where they can connect with you. Um, you where people can go ahead and connect with me at ericforcongress.com. It's E-R-I-C-K-F-O-R, congress.com. Um, I'm always available. It's got my email and it's got my phone number and, and the website. And uh, please feel free. And I'll be running again in uh, 2022 uh, for Northeast Florida, which is uh, St. Augustine, east side of Jacksonville, and uh, in St. Augustine area. So thank you so much, Rory. Yeah, man, stay with us for a little bit if you can. I'll probably get back to you. We got a, a big show, a lot to talk about. Uh, I want to welcome right now. Uh, this crazy, I want to welcome this crazy bastard, man. What a badass dude. Crime expert and best-selling author, Carlo Cavazzutti. This, this, this motherfucker, I'll tell you something. This guy, this guy would interrogate criminals like you could never even imagine. I mean, he is one intimidating, bad mofo. You know, they're going to make movies about this guy someday. This guy's like the mafia. I'll tell you, what's up, buddy? How are you? Rory, it is so good to hear your voice after a month hiatus. Man, you come back stronger than ever, my man. Thank you, buddy. And, and, you know, you hit a lot of talking points that I've wanted to talk about over the last month. I mean, Hunter Biden and Sleepy Joe. uh, I, I mean, how can their crimes be ignored? I, right. there, there's no way th- these two should be able to Carlo, it reminds me of 2016, how they just ignored Hillary, everything Hillary did. It's like the Democrats always get a pass. Uh, of course, if, if this was uh, if this was Trump or Ted Cruz or anything, they'd have them strung up on the gallows, but, you know, months ago. Uh, there's no way they would have let this slide for our president and still to be our president. Uh, You know, I've been following the voter fraud thing. We're going to come to find out that, and and I know you believe this just from listening to what you said earlier and from knowing you, Trump is going to be revealed as crushing Biden in this election. There's no way yep. that Biden can make any claim to the throne. And I think right. a lot of people, uh, it, you know, Trump, Trump knew what was in store for him. He has planned it down to the last letter uh, over the last four years, and he has set the trap, and the Democrats took the hook and ran with it. And every day that goes by, well, more and more people are getting caught. And, and I'm going to tell you, there's going to be more snitches than um, there are, than there's tea in China. They're all going to be ranting out each other, trying to get the best deal they can to take down the big names. And believe me, they're going to fall. They're going to fall. They're going to sit before these FBI people or whoever it is, NSA. I don't care. Get you know, get me in there to interrogate these some bitches because it, you know something? They're going to talk, and one way or another, they're going to reveal the truth, and this right. whole house of cards is going to fall. Yeah, and, and Car- Carlo, like, like, look at look at how calm, and look at the body language on on our president. I mean, he's ignoring the noise. 
he knows what's coming. He's playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Oh, exactly, exactly. Uh, it, it, he's, he's just standing by. I, I mean, you can't be a cool dude like that and think you're even going down. Uh, I mean, this guy's got all his all his uh, chips in place, or whatever you call it. Uh, it he knows what's going to happen, and as the days go by, as the hours go by, we're going to find out more and more uh, that more people are falling. And and like I said, the House of Cards is caving in, and Hillary and the Democrat Party. Uh, Bill Clinton and, um, you know, all, all of them, the Bidens, they're running for cover. They know what is coming. And they, they're they starting to realize that what they did is coming back to bite them in the ass. And I can't yeah. say enough good about Trump and how he looked into the future and knew what was coming and put all these plans of action into play. Uh, I, I mean, you know, each, the ballots supposedly were marked by um, Homeland Security, the, uh, you know, the mail-in ballots. Uh, this is all going to come back and bite people in the ass. There's no way that they can step around this election fraud and, and say that Biden won the election. Biden is not even close to winning this election. And, and we're just going to, you know, guys like you and me, we're just going to sit back. Guys like uh, John Stubbins and, and Joe Murray, we're all just going to step back and we're going to watch all this come tumbling down. And we're going to watch Trump just stand there smiling with, with I told you so, look on his face. Yeah, no, and, and you know, it, it's, I'll tell you something, you know, uh, I think we're going to know a lot more here in the, in the coming weeks. I mean, uh, it's all, it's all a waiting game, you know, we just have to sit and be patient. And I think that's the hard part for most of us. I mean, we want answers right now. And I mean, just the love and the dedication and the admiration and the fan base this weekend all across America, you know, especially in Washington, DC, it was unbelievable, but you know, what what else is amazing? Every state at the Capitol, every capital around America, you know, everybody was out there showing their their pride and you know their love for our president. You, you know, something really really special. Exactly. And Trump had such large crowds, and what did Biden have? Maybe a couple hundred at most. There's, there's I mean, no Tr- way. Trump has Michael ja- Trump has Michael Jackson Beatles crowds, Super Bowl crowds. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, filling stadiums. I, I mean, people that can't even get in are, are standing in mass and uh, you know in support of Trump. Uh, you know, tens of thousands of people. Uh, you can just look and see that there's no way that Trump should have lost this election, only by being stolen. It's true. It's very true. It's very true. Um, hey, uh, Carlos, stay with us. I got a lot more to get get to with you tonight. Um, we're going to get into a lot more conversations. 
tell everybody where they can find you, connect with you, all that good stuff. Tabazuniprime.com is my website. All my contact information is on there. My third book is due to hit the stand uh, sometime this month, and it's definitely going to be before Christmas, and that's a long ride to perdition. It's, it's a good book, a good book. Um, I love you know, you saw the cover, Rory, and, and I appreciate uh, what you said about it. Yeah, man. Well, I love I love it, man. And and I'm gonna get to you. Uh, I'm gonna get to you. Uh, you know, later in the show, we're gonna talk about more stuff. But stay with us. Uh, Carlo is also on Twitter, Facebook. He's everywhere. This guy is everywhere. You can find his book on Amazon. Uh, Carlo, thank you. Uh, stay with us. I want to welcome to the show. I believe we have best-selling author and Second Amendment expert, a uh, good friend of mine. Glad he's back joining us. Uh, Dan Wass. Dan, how are you? Hey, Rory, great to be on your show. How are you? I'm doing very well, Dan. Uh, it's great to have you back, man. Always a pleasure. Um, give us the 411. Give us the update. What have, you, what have you been working on? You know, so much going on in, in our society right now. Well, well, I, I'm work, we're working on a lot over here at uh, at Wascorp Media. We got the, we're working on a new uh, a new podcast. We've got a radio show, Good Gun Bad Guy Radio. Uh, we're talking to some networks about uh, TV shows. All sorts of great stuff in the works. But um, right now, I think the to- uh, top on the top of everyone's mind is is <laughs> this this election. And I'm listening to everyone talking on your the show. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, think, I'm thinking to myself, here's, here you have Trump, who's bringing down these crowds of 30, 40, 50,000 people, got these rallies all over the country, massive amounts of people, and then you got this feeble, old, senile guy sitting in his basement, can't fill a, fill a phone booth and, with, with people, and, and somehow he pulls off this miracle this miraculous win of the, a massive amount of votes, even I think they said it was the most votes any president's ever had or something like that, something crazy. And what I laughed about, Dan, and what I laughed about, they said they said he got more votes than Obama. And, you know, I never yeah. liked Obama. I, I never liked Obama. I couldn't stand Obama. But I will give Obama credit where it's due. He was a political phenomenon. For a lot of people, I mean, and I'll tell you why. Sure. He knew how to speak. He knew how to speak. Yeah. He had a way with words. He was very slick with his language, and that's why he got such a huge uh, following. But there's no way somebody like Biden is more popular than Obama. It's just it's not possible. There's no enthusiasm well, for Biden. Right. That's true. And and Obama, he you know as much of a, a hypocrite and a liar. Uh, that he is. I mean, you, you watch him, and you almost you almost can't help but like him. The way by the way he talks, but but he right. is, and that, he's and the that's biggest. What, and that's what's hard about it. That's that's the yeah. That's the, that's yeah. the, and here, here's what here's the thing, Dan. That's the scary part about Washington D.C. and politics is because yeah. some of these people come off as so charming and so charismatic, but they're the most corrupted pieces of you know what. <laughs> right. I know. I know. But so so it it's just it, it's unbelievable that people can actually think that Joe Biden pulled off this miracle. He did not pull off a miracle. This is all been this has all been fabricated and the media is behind it and they're putting on the biggest show of their life. And here's the thing. I I believe that if Trump 
can pull this thing off, and if he can expose these dirty Democrats, this is gonna this is gonna be the biggest scandal of our history. And on, on top of the Russia thing, the phony impeachment thing, and all the stuff of the Ukraine, all the stuff that they've tried, this is their this is their encore. This is their final you know curtain call. This is this is the thing that that they're hoping is gonna pull them through, and they're going to finally slay that dragon of Donald Trump. But I know Trump, and, and he's always two steps ahead of these clowns. He, he's not going to let them do it. He, he's going he's gonna to bring them right to the edge, and then they're going to bring the courts in, or they're going to bring it into court, and I believe in the end he's going to overturn these states. Or it's going to go to the Congress, and the states are going to have to vote on the election, which – from what I understand, looks like it, it would be in our favor. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you're right on that because I'll tell you why. Uh, there's more Republican legislators, or I, I, I don't know the exact term, in 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 uh, in the majority of these states than there are Democrats. So we would win. Yeah. I forget what the, I forget uh, what category it is, but it's something like that. I just know that we had the have the advantage. You're absolutely right. Um, Another thing I was going to say, you know, the media was so quick to jump on this, and I think the reason they did this is because, you know, a lot of them, I think, know that Trump probably won, but they want to capitalize. And how does, how, how does the media make money when things are divided? And, and what they're going to do yeah. when Trump w- wins this election, they're going to say Trump stole it, and then they're going to get all these audiences, all these hateful liberals to give them all this, all this more money. I mean, this is this is part of the game. These are the tactics. Yeah, well, they'll have another four years of of ratings where they can rip Trump and call him, you know, tell create the narrative that he stole the election and he's an illegitimate president. That's what they're going to go on. So, you know, I, 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 in some way, I believe that the media wants Trump to win because. They're going to benefit from it. If if Biden wins this thing, what the hell would the, they talk about if he wasn't what are they in there? Talk? You know? Exactly. <laughs> I know. I mean, can you they imagine, Dan? Can you can you imagine? Can you imagine Joe Biden headlines every day? I mean, the most depressing <laughs> and the most boring thing on earth. <laughs> it's like watching paint dry. Nobody's going to watch TV. Nobody will watch the mainstream media if Biden wins, and and I think they know that. So I, I you know, I always said, you know, we think that the we think that the media is in the is in the pockets of the Democrats, but the media serves themselves first. They do support the the Democrats, but they they fe- they feed themselves first. They want to make sure that they're covered, and I think. Man, I don't know. I almost think that they're building this thing up to the point where every they convince everyone that Biden's got this thing. Biden's got it. Trump is just trying to steal it. And then all of a sudden Trump runs away with it and the riots will be bigger than you ever imagined. And the narrative that they can run on Trump the illegitimate president, it, it's going to be so good for the for the media when Trump takes this thing. No, no, I hear you. I hear you. And I mean, we're probably going to see the worst civil war we've ever seen. I mean, think about how, and I was talking about this with a, uh, a person, a, a guest on the show earlier. Think about how the media is going to have to back, how they're going to explain themselves and backtrack. And they're going to have to go through this whole ritual of, 
I mean, their credibility, I mean, it's already gone in a lot of ways, but I mean, that, that's just how embarrassing, I mean, but they're going to find a way to point the finger and blame like they always do. Well, yeah, the credibility's shot. The polls, their their credibility on polls is shot. That was shot back in 2016. They just made it worse this time around. But like I said, I think that they're they're gonna they're not gonna have to answer to the Trump narrative to the Biden win narrative. They're gonna they're gonna be able to capitalize on it by saying, "Oh my God, he stole it. He's such a bad guy. He's such a crook, and all this stuff." So I don't think they'll have to answer to that. I think that'll be perfect for them. They'll they'll be able to ride on that whole Trump stole the the election narrative. They'll, they'll no, be the no, I hear. No, I no, I hear you. I hear you. And, and, and Dan, um, I mean, what what is your what is your theory in terms of? When do you think we'll know a lot more? I mean, how do you foresee the the future and uh, you know the well, time frame of this whole? I guess uh, Sydney Powell is quite the bulldog. I was unaware of her. Oh, she's recently. great. She's great. The yeah. Kraken, release the Kraken, baby, release the Kraken. Yeah, right, and so she, she's talking about, you know, she's really making some bold statements. She seems pretty confident that we got this thing. And I just uh, read that there's uh, in uh, Floyd County, Georgia, after a full day of rescanning, counting, and, and, and software text troubleshooting um, all the ballots and stuff, um, they they couldn't answer. The polling people had no answer for what caused 2,700 votes to go uncounted. So they're getting caught in the act. And there was a reporter there saying, well, how, why don't you guys, how do you not know where these 2,700 votes went? Oh, well, well, you're not supposed to be in here. We're not supposed to be talking about that. This is confidential and all this stuff. So they're getting caught every time we turn around. Every time they turn around, they're getting caught in the act. So I really think it's all going to come crashing down, and hopefully soon. To answer your question, I don't know when, but hopefully, hopefully, relatively soon. And this Dominion, this Dominion voting technology must be driving you nuts, like it's driving me nuts. I mean, you yeah. know, and, and the sad, the sad part of our government is, you know, all these people in power. And I talked about this on my show earlier. I mean, the people that are investors in that uh, entity are Pelosi's family, the Clinton Foundation, yeah. uh, Diane Feinstein. I mean, it go it goes so far. I mean, how, how we're not even in the same category, nowhere near what the founding fathers wanted this country to be. I mean, I mean, I, the mafia isn't even this corrupt. I mean, this is bad, man. Well, I know you want to get to your other guests, so I don't want to take too much too much more time. But there's one thing that I learned today about the Dominion software is that in the programming, they they were able to configure it so, um, it, you know, the software was was able to be configured so you could audit the votes, but it was also a you were also able to configure it so you couldn't audit the votes. In other words, you couldn't when votes were switched over and stolen. There was so the software was designed where they couldn't go in to audit it. So I don't know what you know. I don't know all the mechanics with the with the software, but um, so the, they they covered their bases on tracing um, where those votes went and how they got switched. So they were really tricky, and there was a lot of time put into this thought, a lot of thought process put into this steal. 
Yeah, and a few a few gun questions before you go. I got a few gun questions for you. Second Amendment stuff. First of all, sure. I want to ask. I want to mention this. There was a new poll that came out from Gallup. Uh, saying support for gun control falls to the lowest since 2016. I mean, that, that goes to show, and that's an indicator that people are realizing that their safety is extremely at risk. I mean, all these, you know, uh, and, you know, you were one of these people a long time ago where you were anti-gun until you actually dealt with a situation and you woke up and you realized, you know, what that you needed to defend yourself. And, and I think there's a lot more people in your situation now uh, regardless of political affiliation that, uh, you know, especially with uh, the whole talk of defunding the police. I mean, this is, this yeah. is a time where people, people are not taking any chances. What, what's your reaction to this? Well, exactly what you just said. I, I, I was thinking exactly as you were saying, you know, the reason that um, the, the polls may be, you know, down for gun control is because People, even liberals, even formerly anti-gun liberals, are buying guns in masses. So they know that they want to be safe, and they know that their government is not keeping them safe. And another, the, the other narrative that the Democrats have been going on that's been a big failure for them is the defund the police. Nobody wants the police defunded. Where did the Democrats think that this would be a good idea? These, these people are absolutely insane. And they're trying to go so far left. Elon Omar is still out there talking about defunding the police. And even liberals yeah. now are starting to starting to switch gears on this. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And, and here, here's uh, my final question to you. And this is something I really, you know, want you to give detail to and, and, a, and a, a, a large explanation because I know it's something that you – probably think about it on a daily basis, but what would Joe, Joe Biden's America look like uh, for gun owners? I mean, scary, right? Well, I mean, he wants Beto to be in charge. Yeah, we don't have time to go through all the stuff on his list. He's got quite a list of gun control measures that he wants to, um, that he wants to implement. Um, one thing is he wants to, in his words, hold gun manufacturers accountable. In other words, if somebody uses a gun to hurt somebody, then the gun manufacturer in Joe Biden's world would be responsible. So what that would mean is that people could sue gun manufacturers. And essentially, this is a way for the Democrats to make the people put the gun manufacturers out of business with lawsuits. But they can't do it because there's a thing called the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act. It's a law that was put into place that prevented gun manufacturers from being responsible for somebody using their guns to do harm. Very similar to the same reason why you can't, you know, you can't, the, the auto manufacturer can't get, can't be responsible if somebody gets in an accident and kills somebody. The manufacturer should not be responsible. It's the actions of the person who used the car or the gun or whatever. But Joe Biden wants to reverse that. And he also wants to do another assault weapons, so-called assault weapons ban, which they did in 94. It sunsetted 10 years later because it proved no results in, in, in lowering crime and violence. But they somehow, Democrats, want to do another so-called assault weapons ban because somehow now – it's gonna it's gonna be different. These all they want to do is take guns out of the hands of good people, because they know they can't control society if good people 
have guns. No, you're absolutely right. Very well said, Dan. And I always love having you on my show, man. Let's get you back soon. Tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can buy your book, all that good stuff. Thanks, pal. I appreciate being on your show, and I look forward to doing it again. Uh, people can find me, my my Good Gun, Bad Guy book series, at goodgunbadguy.com or goodgunbadguy.net. Uh, there's a Good Gun, Bad Guy YouTube page, um, and everything Good Gun, Bad Guy. Excellent, excellent. We will talk to you soon, man. God bless. Cheers, and uh, wishing you the best, and uh you know, excited to have you back on here uh, probably in the next couple weeks to a month. Sounds good. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. Take care. Everybody, we will be right back. Stay with us. We'll be right back with political operative and political strategist Corey Jones. And we have a lot more people coming on the show tonight. We're getting to everyone. It's a beautiful night. Coming to you live in Palm Springs, California. This is the Rory Sauter Show. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love like chicken, shrimp, and cheese just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street foods. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. 
When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 25 countries on 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night here in Palm Springs, California. We got a lot to get you on the show still. Um, I want to go to now, I believe he's with us. We have political strategist and political operative, Corey Jones. How are you, my friend? Man, long time no see, Rory. Hope you're doing well. Uh, oh, man. Back man, I know, man. It's been, it's been too long, brother. How are you, man? How the hell are you? I mean, it's, uh, we haven't had you on in months, and I've missed you. Uh, I know you got a lot of good stuff you're uh, working on and uh, things that uh, you've been um, – you know, putting forth. And, uh, I know there's, um, just, you know, a lot, a lot in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been on probably since, uh, since August. So it's been a couple months now. Um, but no, I think, uh, I, I don't know when you moved to California, but I think the last time I was on, you were still in Arizona and, well, no, um, I'll, I'll you know, unfortunately, yeah, so he, you know, here's the thing. I just want to say real quick. So, I, I still have my house in Arizona. I still have my place in Arizona. Okay. Um, but I have a house in Palm Springs, California. I, I really love it here. I've been coming here about 20 years for family vacations. I have a lot of family friends down here. It's only about an hour. It's only about an hour and a half from LA, an hour and a half from Orange County. And I'll tell you, Palm Springs. Uh, it was. It became famous because of Frank Sinatra. Uh, Bob Hope, Ronald Reagan, all the old actors. And it's known for like its golf courses, hotels. And um, I'll tell you something, when you're down here, it's mostly Republican. I mean, most of the elected officials, the politicians are Republican, lots of rich retirees. Um, You know, I mean, it's, it's a really good setting. It doesn't feel like you're in California. Sorry though. Go ahead. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I I was just, I was just saying, man, it's like – Oh, oh I forgot. No, I, I wanted to say one more thing. I, I wanted to say one more sure. thing to all the audience. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, the rap – everybody knows – I mentioned Sinatra, but the rap pack w- was also, you know, the, the people that made this famous, famous, which included Sinatra, but Sammy Davis, Dean Martin. I mean, the list goes on. This place uh, became well-known in the 50s and 60s. But go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, man. Well, you know, unfortunately, I'm only 22, so that's uh, that's way before my time. I don't really, uh, you know, the artists that are around in my generation now, we have, you know, people like Cardi B. You know, it's like who wants? To I know the wet, the wet ass pussy. All these degenerates. I mean, we're thinking about all. I mean, Cardi B's a dirty, smelly <laughs> piece of trash, rapping about WAP and wet ass pussy. I mean, who wants to hear that from somebody that is so grimy and so dirty? Yeah, it makes me. I mean, oh, can you imagine the smell? Uh, cheese, dirty, rotten cheese, and body odor. Well, let's just say I would rather uh, I would rather have COVID ten times than get anywhere you know near that. So, <laughs> and, it, and it's it's true. It's like 
um, you know, conservative women are just objectively more attractive than liberal. Way women more, are. way more and, attractive, um, dude. Night and day. All these smelly liberal feminists. I mean, they <laughs> are the they are the filth of the earth, and I mean, they are the dirtiest breed of all, and they make me sick. Well, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it's quite interesting to see. It's like the way that women are objectified in Western society nowadays. It's like women are treated better. Um, and with more reverence in Islamic countries. And so if Islamic countries are, are, you know, at least culturally more conservative than we are in the West now, I mean, it just, it just sort of shows how far gone, you know, our country's really fallen. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I've been paying attention to you know, all this election stuff, like you were talking about earlier and in your, you know, opening monologue there, you know, you were talking about the anxiety and stress that goes along with, you know, this electoral process, and it's true. I mean, seeing everything that's gone on and all of the, uh, you know, all of the claims of voter fraud that I think there's, there's evidence for. I mean, we're just waiting for everything to come out of the, the you know, out of the shadows right now. And, um, you know, one thing that I, I wanted to talk about specifically were all of these GOP senators and congressmen who have really failed to step out and advocate for Trump. It's like you guys like Dan Crenshaw, um, and there was a, uh, a, a another Republican senator today who's already conceding the election. And these people, even if they aren't conceding the election, not actively, you know, stepping on the front lines for Trump. And I think it's right. important for conservatives to hold these Republicans accountable. You know, I think we should vote these people out. If I'm sad that we didn't vote a lot of these rhinos out of office this election cycle. But, you know, Republicans and Trump supporters specifically, we have to remember who is on our side and who is not. Um, too often we see an R by somebody's name and we think, oh, well, that person's going to fight for our interests as conservatives. But in many cases, that is not the case. I mean, think of somebody like Susan Collins, for instance, you know, Maine senator, and John McCain, obviously, Mitt Romney. I mean, these people hate us. They hate the Trump movement. Um, they they really aren't conservatives, and so we have to push these people out. And you know, from my perspective, you know, I have a lot of friends that are involved in creating, you know, all these protests nationwide, stop the steal protests. People that are out, uh, you know, involved in um, you know all these different rallies out there to try to hold these election officials accountable with regards to what's happening out there. And um, you know, from what I've seen, it's like. There is unquestionable evidence of voter fraud all across the nation, and we've already uncovered that. We've already, like, <laughs> um, you know, we've we've seen significant evidence of dead people voting in Nevada and Arizona. We've seen a lot of issues with regards to Republican uh, poll watchers not being able to oversee uh, vote tallies. I mean, we've seen a lot of the issues with the Dominion software and flipping votes to Biden in, in Michigan, as well as some other. Um, places across the country as well now, apparently. Um, so we've seen a lot of you know, evidence of voter fraud. Um, but, you know, I think the issue for the Trump legal team is, is there enough evidence to bring to the court and, and overturn the electoral results in, you know, these particular jurisdictions? Because what a lot of people fail to realize is you know these the Trump attorneys they actually have to win cases in individual states, and they have to win cases in Nevada, Michigan, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, 
they have to bring forth evidence in all of these states in order to overturn this election in Trump's favor. And so my one concern with all of this is, you know, even if they were able to bring forth evidence um, to these judges and to the courts that there was enough evidence to, um, you know, overturn the election in Trump's favor, I think a lot of these, you know, even even Republican judges, and I know judges are supposed to be nonpartisan, but you know, judges face social pressure like everybody else does. And so, I, you know, with with how hostile the media is and the left is, and how you know, look at talking about blacklisting people who worked in the Trump administration. So I, I think a lot of these judges are going to be influenced by yeah. a lot of the rhetoric pushed forth by the by the left. And so that's just one of the things that that scares me about. And what we're seeing out there. And so uh, people that support Trump, conservatives, um, you know, what, what we need to do right now is we just have to make it known to our Republican yeah. representatives in Congress at the state legislature level as well that, you know, right. you have to stand up and fight for President Trump. You have to stand up and fight for our interests and ensure that we have a yeah. fair and free election. I mean, right. for and, and that's – yeah, and, that, and you're right, and that's really what America is about. I mean, regardless of what you believe or regardless of your political affiliation, I mean, if you've got nothing to hide, Democrats, then let us do the recount. Let us do audits. You know, re- recounts aren't good enough, in my opinion. You need to audit, especially with all the reports of the voter machines yeah. going from Biden and going from going from Trump votes to, automatically to Biden and all these random mail trucks showing up just delivering all these ballots i mean and all these people throwing away ballots and people filling in ballots that had trump on them i mean it goes on and on i've seen millions of videos and these are real videos i'm not naive i'm not gullible i look at the facts i look thoroughly and you know even conservatives that make dumb videos just to try to get propaganda (laughs) views or, or you know they try to you know, get get attention. I say, why are you trying to spread misinformation? I actually really look, and there's actually legitimate evidence of so many videos, and a lot of a lot of people don't want, especially on the left, they want to refuse to acknowledge it. But you know, I mean, you got to play fair. You got to play. You got to you know be reasonable. I mean, this is a, this is not so much about party. This is about the laws and jurisdictions of our country and and the, the you know the Constitution. I mean, think about it. Well, you're exactly right. Two things I want to say specifically about what you just said. You're, I mean, we, we do not need a recount. We need a vote audit. And there's a big difference between the two because even in Georgia where they're already, you know, and they've actually – there was just a report out tonight that they found a couple thousand more Trump votes in two or three Georgia counties. And they don't know the specifics of it, but you can look at the reports. I'm sure all on Twitter and online now. Um, but even in the recounts, you know, there were also some reports that Republican poll officers weren't able to oversee some of the recounts in Georgia. And so we're just going to have the same right. problem if we just, you know, settle for a recount. We need a complete vote audit. We need to go to the extreme yeah. to ensure the integrity yeah. of our elections. And think about think about Democrats. I mean, for the for the last three years, um, or at least for the first two years of Trump's presidency. They put him through the Russia investigation. What was what was the reason why they did that? Well, they said that we want to protect the integrity of our elections from foreign interference. And so they spent tens of millions of dollars 
you know, just media coverage. And, and the same people, these Democrats, these, Democrats tell, these Democrats telling us to accept the results and let's move on, let's yeah. love each other, let's <laughs> unite. They didn't accept the results for four years, and all they did was make Trump's life hell, and they had no legitimate evidence or no sufficient cause. It was all bullshit. It was all hogwash. It was all about how can we take this guy down? And if we have a narrative that sticks, then we can give it to the media who's always on our side, and they will give it to the sheep who listen to those you know, channels. Very simple. Yeah. Yeah, give me a break. If you guys are going to spend two and a half years investigating, you know, literally no, no evidence of, of Russian collusion. Well, maybe there was Russia collusion, but Trump was not involved in the Russia collusion. I mean, it's not, it's not abnormal for countries to interfere in our elections or attempt to, but there was absolutely no evidence that Trump colluded with Russia um, in 2016. And so if there to spend that much time and, and that many resources on just a, a hoax of an investigation, then, I mean, we are, we are going to do all we can right now to ensure that votes are counted properly, that illegal votes are not being, you know, tallied and collected in these states. And so screw you guys. You know, we're going to go to the extreme to protect the integrity of our election and to protect our president. And, um, you know, ultimately, I see a lot of people on CNN and, and even Fox News, even Republicans, you know, in, in Congress, they say, well, we need to accept um, – we need to, to, to accept the results of these elections because we want to try to unify the country. And it's like, well – you know, the last four years, I mean, everybody um, on the left, even some people on the right, have tried to tear our country apart and completely demonize Trump supporters. And from my perspective, I don't even know if I really want unity in this country. I think that from you know from hell is the fight for it. And so I don't want to unify with people on the left who support killing babies, um, you know, who support putting uh, hormone blockers into children. I mean, these people are evil people, and they're supporting evil causes and evil policies. And so right. I don't want to unify the country around these people. So I think Republicans, you know, push out this whole message of unity. We don't want to unify with these people. We want to defeat these people. Um, and trust me, if they get their way and if they win, they're going to destroy us. They're going to destroy our constitution. Yep. They're socialism. The they're taking us into socialism. They're taking us into Venezuela. They're taking us into yep. oh, give, give, give me, give me what you don't earn. Give, give, give me your neighbor's money. You know, uh, be entitled. You know, it's pathetic. I mean, how is that a fair system? And that's really what you know destroys countries. I mean, capitalism. Is the ultimate um, it's the ul- it's, it's the best gift. I mean, it's the ultimate thing that stimulates any sort of economy. Because think about it: when you have capitalism flowing properly and and really rolling, right. you have all these huge entities like these billionaires that can hire millions of people. And people want to say, "Oh, well, corporations are the problem." Well, if you didn't have corporations, then you wouldn't have all these millions of people employed. So you really have to have some sort of balance, and I say this all the time. I don't like monopolies. I don't like crony cap. I don't like cronies. I don't like all these buddies on Wall Street or these jackasses bailing, bailing, them, bailing each other out. But I yeah. believe in capitalism. I, I think capitalism in general is what makes America great. I think you should be able to keep what you earn. I don't think anybody owes you shit. And, you know, all this country is about passion, dedication, and, and really uh, doing your best. And, and if you do that, um, 
that you you can you can achieve the dream. I mean, there's nothing that can't be done. Uh, you know, it, it, and that and that those are the facts. I mean, we don't have some restrictions, limitations, or, or things that hold us back like these third world countries do. And you know, too many people are right. ungrateful and unappre- unappreciative of, of all of this country gives them. I mean, they they want to come here and bring other flags. Uh, you know, if you did that in another country, you would be put in jail. I mean, these, these people uh, don't even get how good they have it in this country. Well, you're, you're exactly right. And I think that's one of the ways that America has erred in the past. I mean, we have to, um, you know, in schools and through government, I mean, we have to promote American exceptionalism. And we have to... Yes. You know, we have to teach our, our young children that we live in the best country, you know, in the history of the world. Yeah. We have to make people proud of our yeah. country again. I mean, too often we right. see people ashamed of our country. You know, they're ashamed right. of our, you know, racist and past the history of slavery. But we are a great country, actually. We are, um, we are a part of the, the, the first group of people who destroyed the institution of slavery and who, who, yeah. who's built, the, you know, an economy through, you know, a, a capitalist uh, system like you were speaking about earlier that's given opportunities to um, both poor and wealthy. I mean, we have never seen a country like this in the history of the world, and our and our way of life is being threatened right now by people on the left. And so, conservatives who care about preserving our country, which is what the purpose of conservatism is, if you care about preserving yeah. our way of life, you have to fight. It's for true. It. It's true. So. It's true. No, you're right. No, you're right, Corey. Corey. Hey, Corey, can you can you stick around? Just can you stick around for a little bit? I'm gonna get right back to you. We stick around. Uh, yeah, I may be able to. Okay, well, I'm gonna get back to you here. I'm gonna get back because we still have an hour left in the show. But I'm gonna get back to you. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you, though. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the Corey, um, and then you can find me on Instagram at real Corey Jones. And uh, you spell my name C O R E Y. So, and, and Corey, st- stay with us. I'm going to get right back to you. I want to welcome right now. We got lawyer and retired NYPD police officer. Uh, he was at the Mega March this past weekend. Joe Murray, good friend of the show, always on with us. How are you, sir? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me back, Rory. Such a pleasure. And by the way, happy, happy, belated, happy belated birthday, my friend. You know, God bless you, uh, man. I, you, you know, I. Uh, um, you know, I think you're the nicest, most genuine, authentic dude. You know, you're as good as they get, man, and, and I, I'm happy to know you. You know, I had the, and I really appreciate that, but I had the most wonderful birthday uh, ever. And uh, my girlfriend took me out to Ruth Chris. We had a nice steak dinner. And then we went to the Million Mega March in Washington. What better birthday can you have being amongst a million American patriots supporting our president, defending our republic in our nation's capital. It was just wonderful. Absolutely. And tell us, tell us about that, man. Um, the, the, this mega march, I mean, it got so much hype and popularity over the weekend. I mean, it was all over the news. Every channel was covering it. Um, you know, I've never seen anything look, like it. it you, you look at those streets, and, I mean, if I had to guess, Joe, I would say over a million people. I mean, there were people uh, all over the country that were coming there. Yeah, I got to tell you. I mean, I, I was very disappointed but not shocked whatsoever at how the media downplayed it and the left just like, oh, there were 5,000 people. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. As we walked down Pennsylvania – uh, Avenue, we saw 
an endless trail of people behind us and in front of us. It was just incredible. Uh, I, I have to point out, too, an observation that when I saw little aspects of Antifa, uh, they were there and they were like, uh, you know, nibbling at us as we were going little down the road. Twerks, and little it was squeeze. Just grab them by the neck, bro. You're the boxer. You're a professional boxer. Knock their freaking teeth uh, out. You know, you know what to do. Yes, absolutely. But you know what's funny? Because I did. I went over to, because there were a lot of families there. There were kids there. There were older people. So, you know, just being a former police officer, I'm the protector. And so when I saw, like, little skirmishes or whatever, I went over there. But I have to tell you, and I Joe, they're never... little Joe, they're little Joe, they're little white boys. They're little white boys that live in their mommy's basement, and they must be they must get paid to come out and protest and cause violence and use weapons. They're little, they're little. You know what I call them? And I'm going to say this word on air. They're little cunts. They're little fucking cunts. Excuse my French. And you know what? Actually, don't. Excuse you know, this, this is Rory. You know, uh, no filter, no filter, no filter. Go ahead. Though. That's Sorry. true. But you're so right, though, Rory. Rory, there were little kids. I actually felt bad if I had to hit one of these kids, like I'd kill them. They're little twerps. But, you know, uh, so just just to point this out, though, as I was going over to, like, one little area where you could see, like, a little skirmish of some sort, I ran into the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys were there in mass. There were so many of them. And I got to tell you, now I see why the left hates them so much, because they were very organized. They were very disciplined. They responded to these little skirmishes with uh, Antifa, and they were the antidote to Antifa, because once they got on the scene, Antifa backed down right away and, you know, nothing to see here, move along, and without any violence without having to do anything. That's what I mean. They were so disciplined. So I, now I know why they get such a, a bad rap. They're trying to attack them and demean them and call them white nationalists and all this stuff. They're not. They were good people. They were just like the guardian angels. And I'll tell you, along the way, as we saw this happening, you felt safer. You felt comfortable. You felt safer. They were there doing a job, protecting against these you know, like as you call them, you know, these uh, twerps that we're dealing with in this Antifa group. But it, it was really nice to see. And really, I think genuinely that's what this Proud Boys is. They're the antidote to Antifa. Right. It's the counter It's the counter group, the people, you know, I mean, that's really what it is. And, and let's face the facts, you know, Antifa wants to call themselves anti-fascist, but they're the real fascists. They're the people there to cause problems. Proud boys are only there to stand up for America and make sure no shit goes down, and they're protecting innocent civilians. Absolutely. You know, and I got to tell you, like, once we got to, we got over by the Supreme Court over there, and the lines were pretty much to had barricades, but it was so symbolic because we were right up at the front line, and the police had a a barrier uh, set there, the fence, and then they were right on the other side of the fence, and they had their back to us, and they were facing Antifa, and also there was a, a big contingency of the press there that was with Antifa. And it was so symbolic because as a police officer, you never turn your back on any protester. 
And in a situation like this where you're getting between two groups, you would have officers facing both sides. But here, all the officers were facing Antifa, and they had their backs to us. And it was really because we had their backs. At any moment, if any of these Antifa or other uh, agitators attacked the police, we were going to destroy them. It was, it was not even going to be close. We would knock those barriers down. And, you know, the cops knew we had their backs. So it was very symbolic that us and the police were facing off against the media and Antifa. It was just so symbolic because that's what's happening in the real world. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and let, let's also face the facts how Antifa on the left makes Black Lives Matter look really bad because in reality, I believe that Black Lives Matter. I believe that there's good people in that group, but I also believe it's been hijacked by many bad individuals. So I think it, in a lot of ways, sends the wrong message. And I think a lot of people are misled. And I think that's just a reality. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I think we need to fix that. We need to fix that. I mean, we need to fix a lot of things. And I, I just wish we'd come together and I wish we could stop the racial divide. I wish we could stop the, uh, you know, political divide. I mean, the reason the government set up Republican Democrat is so we could constantly fight. But in reality, we all bleed the same blood. We're Americans. I wish civil discourse was still a thing, but it's, it's it's not uh, it's not in the cards at this point. People, you know, hate each other just because of political views. But that's that's something that we have for a second term of Donald Trump. Because look at Donald Trump. He got eight percent of the black vote in 2016. He got 12 percent in 2020. I mean, he's making strides where never you know. So I think yeah. if we could just you know, get this, and I have no doubt that he's going to win this second term. I've been, I've been, you know, putting it out yeah, there. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, following I agree. these court I don't know cases. If you, I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you heard my uh, opening monologue earlier, but I was explaining, kind of going into details, that what Trump is doing, and he's always been doing this. This guy is a mastermind. This guy is one of the smartest businessmen to ever live. I mean, this guy is playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers in Washington, D.C. He knows right. he, he's five steps. He, he's a hundred steps ahead of these uh, swamp rats. And I'll tell you something. Look at his body language. Look how calm he is. He's letting the Democrats commit as much fraud as possible. And, you know, once the time comes, which will be shortly, he's going to have so much to go off of. He's just letting them hang themselves more and more and making their situation worse and worse so that he can really shine light on this massive epidemic that has been going on in our country for far too long. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I I really do believe that. And of course he hasn't made it known uh, yet, but I believe Trump saw this coming. He saw it coming. He had some preemptive litigation to try to stop this madness of the mail-in ballots. When he was unsuccessful, I have to believe this is a very smart man. I have to believe that there was a plan B. He has access to the military, intelligence, law enforcement, that there was a plan to now you know, put people in place to identify these 
you know, suspected border fraud that was going to take place. Sure. And that could be developing confidential sources, putting in undercovers, whether it be the post office, the Board of Elections, even people volunteering to be poll watchers, just to record what happened. And I think they're still in place. And once that these states end up, you know, about to certify their results, I think it'll come out that, okay, time out, this is what we found, what we have. And never forget, Joe, let's never forget what he said to the media multiple times. I mean, he's, he's made it very clear. He, he, he makes that famous quote, you know, if I have something up my sleeve or if I have a plan, do you think I'm going to tell you guys? Like, I mean, this guy, this guy is so, this guy is so behind the scenes. I mean, I, I mean, there's a reason that, um, you know, he's been in so many rap songs. There's a reason so many people have looked up to him all these years. There's a reason he's one of the biggest names to ever exist, even before he was president. This guy is one of the most brilliant uh, entrepreneur, strategist, yep. uh, visionaries uh, I think we've ever seen. And, and negotiators, let's not forget. I think he might be the best negotiator to ever live. And I don't think that's that's a – a crazy statement. I mean, look at everything he's accomplished with his negotiating skills. I mean, this guy has pulled things off that he, people are blown away by. I mean, this was way before he was president. I mean, what he did with Mar-a-Lago, what he did with all these hotels, what he did with, you know, all these various things. And people, you know, I'm, I'm going to get into something. And, and Joe, I, w- I want to say something else. People, people try to say, well, oh, my God, well, his other, all these other businesses failed. I mean, the Trump states, the Trump airlines, the Trump casino. Right. Well, hey, hey, Jack, hey, jackasses, you know what? You know how much profit, you know how much money he made off of it? The only reason it yeah. ended is because he called it quits because he didn't want to pay for the overhead, and he knew there was going to be some sort of loss. So he took his profit, he made a ton of money, and he's like, see ya. But it, he did succeed. He didn't take – he didn't go down. This guy never really right. lost. I mean, this guy was this guy was always on top of the world in so many different aspects. Yep, yep. I think you know you you hit it right on the head. And ben, I mean, no, here, here's both. the other thing. Here's the other thing, Joe. Here's the other thing. People want to say, oh, well, he filed all these bankruptcies in life. Okay, jackasses. Let's go into this too. Do you know bankruptcy is actually a tool? It's actually something you can strongly utilize to protect your assets. It's it's actually a very uh, lucrative and smart idea if, if in many different uh, realms of business. If if you want to, uh, it, it just it's part it's it's part of you know uh, our it's part of the system. I mean, and it's it's, it's a way that people in the can toolbox. Exactly. Exactly. It it's not a it's it. not a downfall. It's not a downfall. Every every businessman, every billionaire does that. You know what I mean? Right. Right. No, I think you hit it on the head. I mean, the art of the deal. That's his book. I mean, he's he's just a great negotiator, a great you know person to to put. You know, and I think and the, the best example of it is he put America first. Look at everything he touched the UN. He you know, attacking NATO, people to contribute more and our trade deals. He's taken them on, every single one of them, you know, putting America's interests first. And I think that's what we need. We need a president who's looking out for our interests, you know, instead of this yeah. uh, global economy that uh, everyone is one world order. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, Joe. I agree, man. And, you know, how's New York? I mean, I know you're involved with a lot of activities over there. I mean, I know I know it's shut down, but I know there's a lot of Trump supporters in the street trying to stand up for our freedom. Give us kind of the 411 and rundown about that. Yeah, New York is a tough place. You know, we're tough people. We've been through a lot. There's a lot going on here. We're facing another shutdown. But you know, I see, I see the the evolution of what's been happening here. We we took it on the chin, we took it on the chin, and then we started to stand up and speak out. And more and more, I'm seeing more rallies and more protests. Uh, there was something yesterday going after Cuomo at his house. He's going to be on Long Island tomorrow. They're organizing something to another like counter protest against him. Uh, we're speaking up and we're having our voices heard. We're not happy with all this. And, you know, especially the anti-police, defund the police, that's still front and center. We're attacking that. Public safety is a big issue. New Yorkers are very upset, especially after this election. You know, look at look at the numbers here. Donald Trump won New York in just about every county. It's just New York City is so densely populated that, you know, he, uh, Biden squeaked it out there. But we have a lot of voter fraud that goes on here, and it's it's like an accepted right. practice. Uh, but even still, he got 43% of the state. You know, that's just shocking. Uh, but people are starting to realize and starting to see what's really happening and what's at stake. There is so much at stake here. There is actually a civil war taking place. It's not fought with guns yet, but, you know, with this election. You know, everything that's going on here, they're taking away our freedoms. And that's one of them. That's one of our most cherished freedoms, the right to go out and vote for our representatives. And uh, when you see this cancel culture, how they're attacking people, the First Amendment is under attack. And it's not even under attack by the government. It's under attack by other people. You know, they want to they dox you and they want to crush you and you know, go after anyone that supports Donald Trump. Like, it's really, we're in, we're, this is serious what's happening here. They're trying to destroy people. So, you know, I, I, I see in the news how these different lawyers and firms are backing away from the, uh, you know, the Trump defense team. And people are trying to spin it that they're not happy with it. You know what it is? They're being threatened. Can you imagine if you're a, a managing partner of a, a huge law firm and you have these giant clients, and they go to you and say, look, you know, we're under pressure from from the left telling us we have to uh, either pull our business from you or you're going to have to withdraw from the Trump team. Can you imagine that? People are doing, you know, things like that. It's unheard of. This is the First yeah. Amendment that's under attack, and it's not under attack by the government. It's just shocking. So no, we really either. have a lot to say here. New York is a tough place. We are tough people, and we're fighting back, and we have some great candidates now already lining up for the city council, you know, local elections here. Uh, Next year will be the mayoral race. We're still looking for our, you know, to convalesce around a, a, a strong leader to run for mayor, but a lot of the local city council races are already people signing up, good people that, that I really think are are leaders, they're in it for the right reason. They're not in it for themselves. They're in it for the community. So I, I have a lot of faith that New York can bounce back. You know, we can recover from this uh, from this assault on the left. 
Amen. Amen. Joe, I always love having you with us. Stay with us if you can. Tell everybody where they can connect with you and get involved. Absolutely. Joe Murray Law on uh, Twitter. And I'm also involved with uh, the SBA, the police union. We have uh, something called Inside Blue 360. It's a great platform, and I'm trying to promote that and drive people to that. Uh, So you can always reach out to me over there as well. It's on all of the major social media outlets, InsideBlue360.com, and also Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So check us out over there. Thanks, Rory. Amen. Amen, buddy. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure having you with us. Good friend of the show. Thank you. Um, I want to welcome. I want. I want to welcome to the show. I believe we have Doctor and Pastor Rodney Evans. Rodney, how are you, buddy? Hey, man. I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Ah, doing all right. You know, just another day. Um, I'm sure you got a lot of thoughts, a lot of things on your mind. I do, and uh, I know, man. You have texted back and forth a little bit here. just, you know, a couple of things. I talked to a friend of mine in Georgia, and he said it's a mess down there. Uh, he ran for I Congress. I can't imagine. I'm seeing, all the, I'm seeing all the reports, man. It, it, it really is a mess. Well, he ran for Congress a couple of years ago, so he knows a little bit of stuff. And he told me, he said, it's a mess. And I do not know why the legislators do not get back in session and deal with uh, – what's about ready to happen in January, I believe, when they do the runoff and because people can move there and vote. And that's what the Democrats are trying to get people to do, which is illegal if they move there just to vote and they leave. Uh, yeah. But people are, people are getting – I mean the citizens in the state, the people who live there are getting really aggravated because they want something to done to make, done to make sure somebody doesn't come in there and try to – you know destroy what they have built through their life down there. So that's that's a big thing. I just I you know, I've been following all this just like you do. And I am I told my wife the other day and I, I told some other people, if the Supreme Court does their job, all six of the battleground states right now should be overturned. If they do their job. Because every one of them, the governor and the voting board, change what the legislator by our Constitution is allowed to change. And that, that's a big thing. And a lot of people, I've, I mean, I heard it on uh, Newsmax has talked about it. You don't hear it on other stations that much. Um, but the legislators are the one that sets the voting laws, not your governors, not you know, uh, the voting uh, places, it is the legislators. So they need to step up and start doing some stuff here. I know I called mine when all this happened, and they told me that unless the um, uh, governor called them back in, and they couldn't, and he's a Democrat here in North Carolina, so he couldn't. He said, they told me, said, Rodney, we do not know why North Carolina has taken so long to be called because they were not enough outstanding absentee ballots to overturn what we already knew that was going to happen here. They just took that long to do it, which, you know, if they would have done it right that night, it would have helped other places, just like you saw Fox News and the rest of these guys call uh, Arizona for Biden, which 
to me, hurt other areas of people that probably weren't in line to vote. Yeah. I mean, so I'm, I look at this. I think a lot of this stuff should uh, be overturned by them allowing the mail-in ballots like we did, extending extending the, the, the time they're supposed to be here, like here in our state. All of our Ashley ballots are supposed to be in the week prior, like on the Friday prior to election. Well, the governor and the, the voting commission here extended it until the 13th. That's illegal, according to what I've heard experts talk about, especially on Newsmax. Uh, so to me, that part alone there should be if they're going to have any credibility from you know from this day forward, really, when they they need to take it up and listen to it, and they've got to overturn some of this stuff and leave it up to I guess you know at that point you're going to go to the House to take care of it, which we have more Republican states than the Democrats have, and that's how it's been explained. Like I said, with I'm, I'm listening to people on Newsmax and the professionals on there talk about it, and they said that's where it would go to if the state can't handle it. Now, have you been hearing all that stuff, too? No, I have. No, and, and that's how it works. I mean, either the Supreme the Supreme Court will deal with it, or it'll go to these various states, and even the House can get involved. And I mean, if, if we want to look at the legislation and the legislators, uh, you're you're right in the sense that Republicans dominate in that realm uh, across the mm-hmm. country. So it would be it would be in our favor, no doubt. Well, I think every state right now that you know that are the swing states, you know Nevada and the rest of them, most of the legislators are Republican, and so they can demand that we're not going to do anything here till you do a recount. And I heard they was, and I don't know if it's true. I heard it on Twitter that even in Pennsylvania, some of the legislators said we want a we want things done up here. We we are not going to move forward unless we see some stuff happen up here. Now the guy was correct earlier. There was some votes found uh, in today even in Georgia that was toward, for Trump. So if they're finding all these votes for Trump, and then we know that all these people, and I know you've kind of talked about it a little bit too, that you know that night I stayed up to three thirty. In that morning to the election, watching it. Yeah. At, yeah. Going on three, all these states stopped counting. I waited 30 minutes longer just to make sure they had quit counting, and they kept on saying, no, that, that they went home. They're, they're going to quit counting. And then when they left, the Democrats come back and start counting. I personally believe, this is my personal belief, and I, I think if they investigate it, they'll probably find more proof of it. I believe they came back and they started marking ballots up and pushing them through. Because in some place you had over a hundred and one hundred and four percent of the population voted. Yeah, and and look at and look at no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, and we look at all the ballot, and this is this is true. Anybody can go look at these videos. This is not a lie. Yes, this is on even this is even on Democrat outlets. The fact that they were delivering Biden ballots at one or two a.m. Yes. after election night, after we went to sleep. That's actually a fact. And here's another mm-hmm. thing, which really bothers me. 
There is no reason why we should not be able to know the election results on election day. I mean, this whole bullshit of waiting a week or two after, it's unacceptable. These people have months to prepare that work at these yeah. places, and we should give the American people, I mean, the, the exact answer on the exact day of the election instead of all this what, making people wait, causing fights, causing division, causing all this unnecessary drama and tedious bullshit. Like, I'm tired of it. Like, enough already. Well, did, did you listen to the, the, uh, the lady who now, you know, was uh, General Flynn's lawyer? And now she's, you know, works with Trump. And she was on Lou Dobbs, I believe, show this weekend, and uh, or it might have been Monday. And she was reading off the sworn testimonies of people who work for Dominion, how all of this stuff is tied in online and don't supposed to be, and how they can. And I heard one of your guys talk about this, so I heard her say it. She said, and then it went into a room where it was live. And they could change votes over, like the guy said, and it would not go back. They could not trace it. They could change the votes. Jeez. I believe that happened. There's no way that Biden got a hundred, what, 180,000, 180 million votes. There's no way. And then Trump gets what? I think he's got a hundred. Is it 174 million right now? Yeah. Let's let's not forget. He got more votes. Than any sitting president in history. I mean, I mean that that carries yes. merit. That carries volume. You know what I mean? Well, the, the thing that that you know, I sat here and I said, okay, I'm listening to the news, and they said two of the main places that had more uh, college students go register was North Carolina and Florida. Well, North Carolina, yeah. and Florida, both went Republican because you know my boys are in their early twenties, mid twenties, early twenties. And then yeah. what I heard was that age group switched from being Democrats mainly, which my boys are, are not, but they switched from being Democrats to Republicans because they had jobs and they saw the tax break. Because if you want to sit down and look at it, that is the group of people who got a lot of the tax breaks was those right. newlyweds that just got married that just you know have got pretty good jobs. And that's who got a lot of the tax break. I know my boy came to me and said, Dad, it's the first time I ever got money back and on my taxes that I paid. So they said, we don't, want, we don't want a lockdown. There's no way that Biden got that many votes. Something happened, and there's nobody to convince me that they was not something that happened. They was something most definitely occurred in this election. And if the Republicans don't stick together and get down to, the, down to this, I'm telling you, it will be hard for us to win another election because they're going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And how can you have Democrats counting the ballots and Republicans not there? Now I saw a video today, like you said, you know, you're on you're on Twitter, we follow each other. But you, this this guy came out and was talking to the news media and said I was in there and said there was two people sitting beside each other across from each other and they would look at a ballot. And the person sat there and said, Biden, Biden, Biden. And the guy said, no, that's Trump, 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 not Biden, Biden, Biden. And so he said right there in a short amount of time, there was three or four ballots that had to be changed. He said, then I walked over to another one. They weren't even looking at it. A person would say Biden, and they would just lay it over in the side. They wouldn't even double-check them. That's right. going on in Georgia. That's true. No, it's true. So it, we, it's, it's, go ahead. 
So I'm just saying I, I'm, you know, as an American, as someone who loves this country like I know your passion, and hopefully you feel my passion today, I am frustrated that they do not want this done right. I'm really aggravated at some of the Republicans in some of these states not speaking up. Yeah. Uh, in no, Georgia, I, I you've got Republicans. Where's the governor at in, in Georgia? Where's he at? I've not heard a word from him. The same right. is out I mean, talking hiding, all the time. They're hiding. Yeah. Well, the governor in, in, in Florida, he, he chewed him out on Fox News. He was on Hannity. And he said, why did you all wait so late to call this Florida? He said, it should have been called at 830. He said, but you prolong it, and it hurt other states. Because he said, well, Lord, if he ain't winning in Florida. And he said, and another thing. Roy, is that we have flipped so many house seats. It's supposed to have been a blue wave. It's been a red wave. Yep, it's true. It's true. And I've heard and that, Nancy and that's Pelosi. I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Keep going. I've heard Nancy Pelosi has told the people if if Biden wins, for them not to take no house seats because she's afraid she's going to lose the house. And we're winning well, yeah, house and, seats and, and, in California. Yeah, and, and here's here's the thing. I mean, and that's why this election's so weird. I mean, we picked up so much house, seats in the House, and we dominated and we conquered, but we lose the presidency. Yes. It, it just it doesn't it doesn't add up. But Pastor, um, I yes. always love having you with us. I love always love having you, you with us. Uh, stick stay with us. Tell everybody where they can find you, where they can connect with you. Okay, ministry wise, they can go to rodneyevansministries.org. That is everything to do with ministry, video, you know, YouTube, podcast. They want to follow me on other social media. You can just go to Rodney Evans. Then I got to stretch this one because this is my, me and my wife's together. We're doing a YouTube channel about camping that is called We're On Our Way. It's a YouTube thing, and you spell W-E, possibly R-E, We're On Our Way uh, channel to, to be able to follow that. So, but that's the way you can find about our ministry again, Rodney Evans Ministries dot org, or on Twitter, a parlor. It is Rodney M, at Rodney Evans. Sounds good, my friend. Always, always love having you Thanks, with friend. us. Uh, stick around. Yeah, absolutely. Stick around if you can. Uh, we still got a few okay. more people to get to. Uh, I want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us right now. We have a retired law enforcement official in North Carolina State Senate candidate. Uh, we have Ricky Paget. How are you, Ricky? What's up, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great. Staying busy as ever with these crazy folks around this place, I'll tell you. Um, one thing yeah, I found I out imagine. in this last election, when, uh, you know, I lost election, but what I did is I took it right straight to them, and I squared off with Antifa face-to-face. I squared off with uh, BLM face-to-face. I didn't back down and stood in my ground, and I gained more votes for it. I actually flipped... Uh, Six uh, city uh, inner city precincts that went my way, which was was huge, especially in Durham, North Carolina. You got to remember that's where Duke is. That's where the statues tore down. That's where that was the first statue in the country that fell was in Durham, North Carolina, and that's the area that I went into. That's the area I had to go in to get the votes from, and I was actually able to flip six city precincts, which before I'd lost in the last election. So. That was that was pretty big for our campaign. Uh, so now we're on to other things now, and you know, like like some of you guys said, I, I'm 
I'm, I'm very disgusted with some of these Republicans, especially in North Carolina. I know what they did to me in my race. And in the state, what happens is you go out there and you fight your race, but the state politicians, the state uh, GOP and, and everybody else, they play dice. They, they roll the dice and they figure out which districts they want to fight for. They figure out, oh, do we want to fight for this district? Do we want to put money in this? Well, they, none of them put any money in mine. But even with that fact is that we, our strategy was a lot smarter than what we can gain from just the dollars itself. Had we had their support, we could have won this race. But it's like anything else. You don't, they always want, they get comfortable and they get cozy and they don't step outside their little box. You know, and that's a standard that, that seems to be running across the country right now. And then the, you got these Republicans like little turtles. They got the shell and they, they pop their head in. And when things get a little rough for the president, they run and hide. But, but when the crap hits the fan, guess what? They want the president to come bail them out. Yeah, and and it's it's a sad state of affairs that that's that's their theory. You know, but the president's there and he's always been there. And then when he needs a, he needs a wing guy, he can't find any of them. You know, North Carolina is a, is a crazy place, but North he won North Carolina. That was a big plus in itself. Yeah, so. It was it was you know it was a tough battle here, but it but we like I said we did it and we fought hard and so we got a lot of things going on and we're looking toward the future, but we like like you we just want to make sure that the president gets through this because I've never seen so much cheating in my it, it was the greatest male cheat there's ever been. Yeah, I'm here. No, absolutely. No, I agree. I agree. And you know it's a yeah. time right now. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I got you. It was just fading a little bit. I got yeah. you. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. And uh, you know, what do you make of this whole voter fraud stuff going on? Well, here's the thing: is let me tell you, in 2016, Durham, North Carolina, we made the CNN. We always make the CNN news every single time. But in 2016, we had a governor's race: Pat McCrory versus Roy Cooper. Roy Cooper is is he, he he's he's an oxygen thief. Is what he is. Roy Cooper sits in that office, and he got in that office through, um, you know, when when he was running against Pat McCrory. Pat McCrory was winning all night long, and then he get down to the end, right at the end, the same thing happened. You get down to to, to the election, and all of a sudden, just before time to, to, to close down tonight, mysteriously, 94,000 votes, all of them. For Roy Cooper made its way to the end of the night, and he ended up winning the governor's race all night. Um, McCory was doing good. McCory was doing good, but by the end of the night, Cooper wins the race with 94,000 votes, and not one of them, not one of them, was from McCory. So you tell me that that the great chief was in then, and that was Roy Cooper. They were practicing that back in 2016. They were setting this up in 2016, and and they carried this in. And what they did is they got judges to keep the the, um, the lines open because they were saying, oh no, we're having problems, and you know, we one of the lines had to shut down the machine, wasn't working, and the lines were wrong. Well, I was out there, I was out there, and I saw the lines, but there were no lines. They kept the vote, they kept the the, um, the polls open so they could slip the 94,000 votes in there. 
there was no line. The judge ordered that the line stay open for an hour and a half. And in that hour and a half is when those 94,000 votes came in. So, you know, that, that in itself was, was, was suspicious. That just doesn't happen, you know. So, and what I found out is, you know, for me around here is um, we just don't have enough conservatives that are willing to step up and, and say what's on their mind and fight, go head-to-head with people. And, and I do that in a very volatile area. You know, somebody says, well, what do you do? I said, well, I got cameras around my house. You know, I got sensors around my property. I got plenty of guns. I, I'm not worried about a thing. Because if they come down to where I'm at, I know they're intentionally looking for me. You just don't show up in my house and, you know. But it's a very volatile area. So, and you do get that. If you run for office and you're a conservative, you get a lot of threats. The question is, is that's why we can't get anybody to run, because they're all scared about the threats. And I, I was a cop for, for 35 years. Threatening me doesn't bother me. I'm used to that, you know. Um, and, and on another note, too, is so I'm doing something. I'm going into a new area. In the North Carolina Sheriff Police Alliance, which I'm a co-founder and an executive director, we protect law enforcement officers who are, um, who are involved in shootings in the line of duty. We do that, and the reason we do that is because the state and the government's not going to do it. Well, politics step in, and you see what happens across the country. Now I'm, I'm carrying it further because we are coming up – I'm coming up with a corporation – it's basically a carry, it's a constitutional carry protection, and this is going to be for any other North Carolina residents, and it's going to go under the Constitution. I don't care if you conceal your firearm or whether you don't. We are going to protect people who carry their firearm, whether it's an open view, whether it's concealed. We'll worry about the concealed stuff later, because you know what? The Constitution is the Constitution, and we're going to, we're going to provide protection to the residents of North Carolina to accomplish the Constitution. If they got to protect themselves, you know, it's going to be a membership-based, membership-driven, and we're going to give them the same thing that we give law enforcement. So with times like it is, we've got to start protecting our North Carolina residents, and we have to do it today. We can't keep putting it off. So the first year, we're going to be kicking this program off, and we're going to be opening it up to all North Carolina residents. Um, so it, it's going to be a change, but we've got 300 attorneys across the state that are willing to protect our residents, and we're going to use those folks. So I think that's the, the big thing about it is, is we've got to learn how to protect ourselves. Society's not getting any safer. It's just not. And uh, law enforcement can't be on your shoulder every minute, every hour of the day. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, Trump – Trump won North Carolina. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But I still, oh, yeah. I still, I still suspect voter fraud, though. I'm sure there was a bunch going on because oh. that was one of those states that the Democrats definitely wanted. Oh yeah, they. Let me tell you what they did. They put up signs now at these voting polls, and they put the one eight hundred number. If you're confused on your vote, call us. If you need to know how to vote, call us. If you need somebody to assist you, call us. If you need somebody, there's a guy in a yellow shirt. Look to your right, to your left. There are plenty, of, and they have like 10 to 1 out there, you know. And, and I'm sitting there going, you know. Oh, and they were, oh, they were smart this time. Instead of out there browbeating everybody and bullying everybody, they told them to be nice. And, you know, they, they nice people all the way out there, you know. But I could see the current 
with the Republicans, even in the district where I'm in, you could see the current of the Republicans. They weren't putting up with that in North Carolina. There was a few, Dem- the Democrats were the, the mouthier ones, but the the Republicans, they come in, they were serious, they got in, they voted, they left. They didn't hang around. They went in, right. they went out. I mean, it wasn't right. no, any of that yeah. No, I you know, the no, typical Trump voter, typical Trump voter, when they come out, they don't really talk to the poll. I, I was standing there, I'm a candidate. I got somebody working with me because I'm a candidate. He wanted to come out there and help me. Um, you know, you, and, and I'm sitting there standing, and, my, and this, this guy was, he wasn't a Trump supporter until he talked to me, and I introduced him to Mark Robinson. And, you know, Mark Robinson won the lieutenant governor here in North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, great guy. Yeah. Even, yeah, even with uh, Bloomberg putting five million dollars into the race in the last two weeks, and yeah. you know Mark didn't have any TV commercials, not one, not one, yeah. and he still won. Yeah, no, it's definitely impressive. Hey, hey Rick, I, I do gotta, I do gotta get to the, uh, the next, the next person real quick. But Rick, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you back on Thursday. Tell everybody where they can connect with you and where they can find you. You can get me at uh, sheriffpolice.com. I got my email on there. All you got to just click, take you to my spot. Um, and I'm at Rick Padgett NC uh, at, on Twitter. So you catch me there. And, and uh, you can Google me. You can find all the stuff. And I'm all over the, the Internet. So <laughs> it's pretty interesting reading if you get bored one day. Check it out. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm easy I'm lo- to find. Uh, reach out. I, I love. I always love having you on, man. You're a good friend of the show. You're a good friend of me, man. I always love your insight. Stay with us. Uh, I want to go to uh, popular. I want to go to popular activist uh, Equintal Middleton. What's up, buddy? Welcome back. How the hell are you? How you doing, Roy? How's it going, man? Good, man. Coming out. You're out of NYC, man. How's it going up? There? It's uh, you know, it's so so. Um... Since the Democrats think they they won, you know it's it's pretty uh it's pretty cherry. I went to a rally uh, the other day in uh, Long Beach though, and it was really it was really cool, man. We had uh, we had the Republicans on one side, Trump supporters on one side, and the Dem- and the uh, Democrats on the other, and uh, yeah. it was a, it was an experience to remember. Nice man, nice. So, you know, um, what, what's the? What do you think of this whole thing, man? What do you think of all this voter fraud and all this bullshit and all this everything I talked about earlier? I'm sure you got some thoughts. You know what, Rory? I've been talking about resilience for uh, about a year and a half, and then um, when I really, really started doing studying on on Trump and the things that he was doing, and then you know it got political resilience. To me, I think God gave it to me just to inspire people, period. You know, just, you know, it never it never was intended to be a political, uh, you know, a political thing. But then when I started looking at the Trump, uh, things that Trump was doing and how he was being attacked and, uh, you know, they tried to impeach him and then the hostility towards him and the death threats and the financial attacks that you guys were talking about earlier. I said, wait a minute, uh, this guy is really resilient, you know, and then I just I just started saying to people on my videos that Trump is one of the, he's probably the most resilient president that I've known in my lifetime, you know, it's not that long, but um, 
he's just been betrayed, threatened, and, and, you know, but look at how many times he's risen. And I think that uh, if there's no other time that resilience has been significant, uh, that theme is really, really hot right now because I really, I really feel in my heart that Trump is going to, as a resilient as he is, I think he's going to rise just like Jesus did from the grave when they buried him. And they're really trying to bury Trump uh, in a lot of different crap right now, you know. So the point is there is no resilience without resistance. And as you can see, you know, you've been talking about it all, all since it's been on the air. There's a lot of resistance going on. So it's like I've been talking about resilience this long, and then – you know, first thing you ask, first thing people are going to ask you when you when they ask you, you know, you tell them, "Hey, I'm resilient," or Trump is resilient. They're going to ask, "What does he What does he come back from?" Resilience means that you're you're a rubber band. You know, you've been stretched. And then I love how you and, uh, I love you've how been betrayed you and you up. come right back. Let me add, let me add to this real quick because I love how you bring this up. This is something I've talked about so many times. I've compared Trump to being the Messiah. I mean, if you really look at what he's done. I mean, he is the savior of humanity. He's the savior of the United States. He's even the savior of the world. I mean, look at how he's created peace with people like Kim Jong-un and, uh, you know, all these different people, these dictators that was never possible before. Look at all these relationships that he's mended. Look at how he's um, just gone about things. I mean, he's just like the art of the deal. He's used his words. He has, and the reason he's so successful, and I've said this so many times, he has a way of bringing people together. And he's done that like just perfectly his entire life. And, you know, he, he look at everything he had to endure, look at everything he had to deal with, uh, attack after attack. I mean, in a lot of ways, it's no different than the pain. I mean, you know, we can compare what Jesus had to go through and what Trump had to go through. No no man in the history of USA has ever gone through what Trump has had to go through with being, you know, slandered, being vilified, being, you know, just criticized for no reason. Uh, I mean, just all this dirty, unnecessary, disrespectful, uh, you know, jab after jab. You know what I mean? I mean, if you really look at, and he did this, he sacrificed his life to save us. And that, a, there's a lot of Jesus tendencies there. There's a lot of Messiah tendencies. The Messiah is known for saving the world and saving humanity. So, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say Trump is Jesus, but I'm gonna say there's similarities. I'm gonna say there's, you know, traits that are actually. Uh, that we we could talk about, you know. Well, we use the term Christ-like, and uh, you know, people gonna, of course, you know, if I tell somebody that, if anybody that listens right now, they go, "Poof, Christ-like." He curses. He does this. He does. He does that. I didn't say, like you said, he's not Christ. He's Christ-like, uh, in right. the sense that, like you said, you know, he's he's been uh, he's been attacked and he's been betrayed. Uh, you know, all the impeachment try, you know. And he's he's really really risen. You know he's gonna rise again. And he's taken. I mean, think about think about the millions of hits. Think about the millions of things he had to take for all of us. You know, I mean, the guy never backed down. He always is back at work helping us. You know. Listen, Jesus is pro life. Trump is pro life. I'm still baffled by the. Uh, by the whole idea that so many evangelicals and people that uh, would name the name of Christ could vote for somebody 
like Biden, who is uh, who you said, like you said, he's uh, he would uh, allow abortions up to nine months. That's uh, like that's like so anti-pro-life right there. I, I can't even, you know. So I'm 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 constantly debating with people online. Some people don't have the guts, so they'll they'll try to they'll, get, they'll message me, you know, which is cool. Uh, but you know, I, a lot of evangelicals that you know people who you know I went to church with are, are asking me how can I vote for Trump, and I'm saying how could you not? <laughs> how how could you not deport somebody that's pro life, somebody that's pro Israel? Uh, even Dolan, you know, like you said, he he stood up against Biden, you know, as a as a, a Catholic. So it's like I, I call Trump Mr. Resilient, man. I don't know, he's, he's to me. I think he's uh he's he got I think God's got his back. Amen. I, I did Amen. I, I agree. Yeah, so I, I really think God's got his back, man. Even in the hood, man, they tell they telling me all types of stuff, man. And I'm like, you guys got y'all got to be kidding me. <laughs> there was there was a there were uh like you know people like from my hood uh, across the street at the rally, and they were you know they were saying things, and I I wanted to go over there. And just talk to them, you know, because I want to bring that, you know, I, I want to be one of the ones that can help bring that divide together. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen uh, too soon, at least not right now. The rappers have come out. I don't know if you remember that we did we did talk about it. Some of the rappers have come out, you know, they're not too vocal on it. But, you know, I'm supposed that they're not as educated enough. But Trump did meet with Lil Wayne. And Lil Wayne, um, you know, he was he liked the what is it, the platinum deal that Trump had laid out. I love Lil Weezy. Uh, I love Lil Weezy. Yeah, yeah, man. He's the GOAT, man. You can't front on Lil Wayne, you know what I'm saying? So I always liked him. And that's and, you know, these guys got, got, you know his girl cut him off, man. We gotta respect no we gotta respect and we gotta admire these people like Kanye West and Lil Wayne and all these big name rappers and Hollywood stars that have no fucks given and don't care what people think because, you know, they don't have to worry about losing work because they own their own companies. They own their own labels. They own their own production, production businesses. They get, they got nothing to actually, you know, fear of, but some of these other low, low grade people that aren't as big yet, that's, that's the people that uh, get concerned that they, you know, may get backlash, but people like, you know, these big names, I mean, there's no, there's really no fucks given, which is awesome where you can have that, you know, free of mind, and you can really express yourself. Yeah, and you know, you're absolutely right. Little Wayne is like, you know what? I'm, I'm, you know, what's real is real, and you know, he's he's for the truth. Hey, you know, it took a lot of courage for him, but I commend him. And I'm still, you know, I'm still, even though this, you know, we're in this chaos, this electoral chaos, man. I'm still looking for some rappers to stand up. And uh, you know, come out of that that darkness, man, and, and and speak for what's true. I'm really I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, Trump is Mr. Resilient, man. He's gonna he's gonna rise. I, I can't understand how people could do something wrong to try to uh, you know try to accomplish something that they think is right. You know, like you know the, the cheating and stuff that I'm hearing about. Uh, it's crazy, you know. It makes me want. I didn't. I didn't really go and look, but I, it makes me want to go and see if my vote was uh, was cast the right way. But I didn't check it out. It's interesting you bring that up because I have friends and I have people that I follow on various various social media platforms that have gone and looked that up, and their votes weren't counted. I mean, that's the kind of corrupt society and civilization we're living in right now. 
But it's funny that all it's funny that all these it's it's funny that all these felons and all these dead voters were voting. Interesting how that plays out. Yeah, man. You know, they they coming out of graves, man. You know. <laughs> And then you talked about the, uh, you know, with, with the student loan forgiveness, the reparations, all the things that uh, Biden is throwing at, you know, people, especially uh, black people, man, to entice them, to support them. Yeah. I came up, I came up in the hood. I came up, you know, I, I walked around crack bottles, pee, urine in the, in the, in the uh, you know, in the elevator of my building, um, shootings right on my roof. Yeah. And uh yeah. I didn't go to trade I went to I didn't go to trade school, but I did learn a trade, you know. I learned how to cut hair right at the corner yeah. of my block where the murder took place and stuff. And I, I got my own job and I trained two more people and they went and opened up their own barbershop. So there's, you know, taking money from people who've earned it and giving it to people who don't want to earn it is uh is that's another thing that baffles me. I've always been a hard working kid. I packed bags when I was nine years old. And then I got a job at, you know, I got a regular job at, what, 17. You know, I worked for the summer youth employment. So I worked, you know what I mean? And that's just that's just how I came up. Even when my dad left at, what, 12 years old, I just never developed that mentality. I did a little something in the street, but uh, I rebounded. I was resilient, you know what I mean? So I'm just right. spreading that yeah, message, sure. man. That's my theme. That's my theme. I love, I love it. I love it, man. And I admire your work, and you're a good friend of the show. You're a good friend of me. Uh, we'll get you back Thursday. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can connect. I am on uh, Facebook, of course, uh, Equinto Middleton. Um, and uh, Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Quint's Advice. And, uh, of course, YouTube, Quint's Advice on YouTube. And those those are two places you'll mainly um, see me and hear stuff of this type of content. And um, shout out to all the groups on Facebook who've uh, who embraced me, and um, I'm just happy, man, to be on your show. You're you're a cool dude, man. You you're the Rory. You're, I, I like to hear the Rory Raw, man. You're great. Yeah, great guy. Thanks, man. Well, I appreciate you, and uh, you know, God bless your soul, and keep doing the good work. And we'll talk to you Thursday, my friend. Stay with us, though. Right. I got a couple minutes left. You know it. Um, let's. I want to give the last uh, mic to uh, Carlo Cavazzuti, crime expert. Carlo, give you the last couple minutes. What's on your mind, buddy? Hey, man. All this voting stuff and this. It's got to be twisted in every which way but loose, you know. It, it, uh, like I said earlier, it, it, Trump has had this right from the start. And all the voter fraud, everything, it's all going to come off. Yeah. It's all going to come out. We're yeah. going to see how dirty the Democrats played. And, you know, they're the ones that want to um, – Repair relationships and everything. Um, they're the most divisive people that walk the face of this earth. They don't want to make good. They, they don't want to be at peace and everything. They are all in this for the control. And, yep. you know, all your guests have touched on that point in one way or another. Uh, it's disgusting to see how low they've stooped to try to usurp uh, a sitting president and crucify him. 
you made a reference to him being Jesus-like. Uh, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Trump has done everything to, to try to make this country better, to make life better for all of us. I, I mean, the stock market has soared. Uh, there's no doubt that within the next few days or so, we break 30,000 30, uh, points on the Dow Jones average. And I don't think you doubt that one bit. I, I think you are all in on that. And, it, you know, but I can only say to people, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. I, I think there's going to be a lot of nonsense going on. And whether it breaks down to the point of civil war, I think everybody should be prepared. You know, go out and do what you got to do. You know, buy a little gold, buy a little silver, keep some, keep some cash on hand. Make sure you know how to use the firearms that you have, because I can see a shitstorm coming a mile away, and you know. Oh, God, I just wish I could get my hands on a few of these people and, and twist your testicles into a knot and make them talk. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I agree. I agree. I agree with everything you said, and um, it's going to be interesting. we got a lot to look forward to. we got a lot to find out in the coming days and coming weeks, and I'm going to get you back on the show Thursday, but uh, uh, I'm going to be wrapping it up here now. But, uh, Carlo? Always love having you on. You're a good friend of the show. Thank you. Um, everybody, um, it's been a, a fantastic honor being with all of you tonight. Uh, the show keeps evolving. Uh, we had great dialogue, uh, amazing guests, unbelievable rhythm and flow, everything you could want in a program. Uh, another big uh, episode planned for Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Tune in. Um, God bless you all. I love you. Uh, I will see you Thursday. Like I said, until then, I'm Rory Sodder. Mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love. Cheers.